cover stuff every day. Yeah, yeah. That's why it makes it so hard to actually finish it, too. Well, yeah, I don't know that it'll ever be finished, per right. se, mm-hmm. but it will get published. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's true of a, a lot of things like this. It's like you just finally have to say, okay, it's time to just send it out send that kid out the door yeah yeah well what's funny is is the only part that gets is difficult is the back end of it yeah because that's that's where all the definitions i mean that's mm-hmm. where the, the story's actually told the front end of it is is the biology and that doesn't change yeah that's not my opinion that's 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 not even my observations that's just the truth of the matter so i have something interesting in relating to that So, um, yesterday I got my old passport back from, uh, the United States Department, the Department, the U.S. Department of State Bureau of Consular Affairs Passport Services. And I got a piece of paper that says, biological data changed on your application. And, and then it has a bunch of different choices, and it says, to agree with the previous records of this office. I've never gotten that before when I've renewed my passport. Really? Mm-hmm. And be, Becky, be careful. Be, be care. You know what? I, I think you should write a, a, a memoir. Yeah, because and, Becky got and, the and, same thing. Yeah, Be- yeah they're, they're doing, that's what, they're, they're trying to recapture everything. Yeah, yeah. That's the deposit. I know it is, and I was that's like, that, that's 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 basically your um, passbook. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a banking passbook. You used to you used to have a passbook mm-hmm. where you would have your your uh, it would evidence your your the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that, and she got it too, and we didn't think much about it, but then mine came back. Place of birth was different. Oh, hers was. Um, she had a different check, but I think you're right. I was thinking of sending a memoir in anyway, because, you know. As an amendment. Yeah, as an amendment anyway. But now I have the place to send it to. So did they send you that in the mail? Yeah, yeah, it took forever to get mine. Um, To get get what? Well, the passport, um, my new one came in a few days with a couple couple three weeks but my old oh, wait, wait, one, uh, yeah but when was that when i mean when did you apply for a new one or um, i had to i applied in uh july because of uh, this year yeah because in order not to go have to go through a whole bunch of rigmarole it was my old one was ex- had was i had to have a if I didn't get it by the 8th of August, I would yeah. have had to go like through all kinds of things to start over. And I didn't want to do that. So I... I yeah, I, I have to do that. I have to go through all those things. Yeah, well, there's something about within 15 years of... Maybe it was the date of expiration or something. Anyway, or the date of issue. I can't remember. Anyway, I had to get it done by the 8th of August, or I would have had to jump through a whole bunch of more hoops, and I went, ugh. So, I, um, yeah, Charlie Barley and, and I were looking at him, and I went, oh, because I thought I was going to have to jump through the hoops, and then I went, oh, I can do this if I get it done. So I got it done, and then Becky... Did Charlie help you with, I mean, the way he did his? We both did it very similar, except I did not write... He The one thing he did that I didn't do is he wrote on his old passport over the top of his old signature he wrote his new signature okay and i don't know whether he got a letter from them 
I, I didn't ask him that, so I have to. I, I just got this yesterday, last okay. night. So Excellent. I have to. I have to call him and find out whether he um, got a letter. But yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I, was, I, I, I yeah, I like what Charlie did. I yeah. told him that when I when I am ready to do a renew, I, I need to get a hold of him. Um, yeah, well, we were doing it together, but he forgot to tell me that piece. Uh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> it was just one of those intuitive things that he did at the last minute, but it didn't occur to me to ask him about that, you know, so he, he told me after he told you. Uh, yeah, I, so. yeah, I'm going to, Debbie and I both, actually my son as well, mm-hmm. um, they're all expired. We, I think, uh, we got them in around 2000 and three or something like mm-hmm. that yeah i mean you know the, the updated and then uh I, how long did they last 10 years so mine probably expired around 14 yeah something like that yeah 10 years <clears throat> yeah mine was i got mine in 90 no no i think i did i can't remember oh well, when this when would this one expire i guess i could look here and see <clears throat> i've got it right here yeah mm. i think that you can you can probably carry that mm-hmm. um, and if you were ever pulled over or stopped you give the passport or passport card would yeah. be easier obviously yeah. um, and I mean did you get a card as well or yep. are you planning on okay yep. yeah so I mean you hand that along with the driver's license yep and I did the expedited so that it wouldn't take forever to get there I mean I spent I spent the whole wad to get I, I would do the same thing I, I mean seriously <laughs> and we're I mean again once this it's hard for me to even sit down and do anything yet alone you know I mean to finish this book mm-hmm. then to, to redirect and, and try to get that passport thing done mm-hmm. I, I think it's important to have it but mm-hmm. I yeah I don't know you yeah. know yeah I, I, I think passports are basically just evidence of the deposit I do too because you know um I was looking at the history of passports when I was doing this, and I know my dad, he didn't have one. Um, it wasn't even a thing until after World War II. It wasn't a thing. Until 1952 was the year that they started. Um, I remember reading that just recently. 1952 was when they um, started making it a requirement to have some kind of... Because before it was uh, just travel papers of, you know. Well, that makes perfect sense because, mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was going to actually, I, I changed directions in, and sent you some stuff, you know, privity of contract is what we're going to end up talking about today. Okay. But, I mean, I was, I, I was actually thinking we were going to do statelessness. Mm. Statelessness, we'll, we'll get to uh, maybe next week or something, but statelessness became an actual thing in, in, in uh, 1954. So they created, mm. I mean, with this cut, they created a... a a place, uh, a, a sort of a, an unknown space where we fall into this gap, this hole, mm-hmm. and we become stateless. Yes. Well, that's because of the cut, and mm-hmm. and and that was 1954, and they had a convention on statelessness in 1954, and I think everybody should go look at it because that's really what we're what the problem is. Statelessness is where you're not a, a national, mm-hmm. where you you're not actually known to be a national of any country mm-hmm. well first of all the idea of a national what the hell does that mean to be a national of a country mm. i mean if if i'm born 
uh, uh, to upon the soil or within the boundaries of Illinois, that should automatically make me a national mm-hmm. of of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be born on the soil um, to Illinois, that's auto. It should be automatic, but it isn't. They by by having the cut, they they now have separated again. You know that that material that's left behind and of course the indigenous person that's wandering around outside the womb mm-hmm. the wandering around person the the indigenous person on the soil is stateless mm-hmm. that's the one that i mean so it doesn't belong to any 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 nation and that's the one that is lost lost to the system Mm -hmm. and so they created a stateless position basically for all the birth certificate indigenous persons the ones that don't know how to reconnect with that with that godly origin so to speak you know what i mean in other words yeah uh it's a horrible thing what they've done to make everybody in the world stateless so then they can they're basically what they everybody has become is a uh, refugee yes a political refugee yes and 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 they're political refugees because the politics of this world is christianity yes that's that's what so so the ecumenism the ecumenical uh, economy built on the blood of christ as the passport so to speak um that christianity is is your deposit the goods on deposit is that blood of christ the lamb of god whatever that's on deposit that makes you the surety within that christian system mm-hmm. and again i i just posted uh, a, a pretty decent um uh, uh podcast from a, a ex uh minister or whatever and he was he's he's basically saying that christianity is communism and it is because they pool they pool the blood yeah they pooled it's a blood pool Mm -hmm. um but the blood itself would be the deposit the human remains left behind the afterbirth is is that blood pool hold on just a second If you have the passport. If you have a passport, it allows you to cross borders or boundaries um, within that Christian system. Right. Because you have Jesus on deposit. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and you're saying that passports were starting to become issued after World War II, around 1952-ish. Um, again, when you got Jesus on deposit, that's... Um, He's known as the friend, or the friend of the court, which is uh, the curia, 
mm-hmm. you know, Amicus Curie, which is um, friend of the court. Mm-hmm. That's your deposit. And then you act as the agent, you know, for that material that's on deposit, that decedent state. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that, that but that's the passport. And passports, you're right, they didn't exist before that blood of Christ deposit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. I mean, the, the Christianity is pretty, pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah, I was listening to that guy last night <clears throat> that you had on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I, I, did, I actually listened to that whole podcast because I, I picked out some things. I mean, um, the turning of the other, the, the cheek type of thing, and when he got after the concept of pacifist, um, he doesn't know what pacifism is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that even though it, he used the word pacifist, he didn't understand what it really was. Mm-hmm. And and the pacifist is evidenced by that deposit, that blood, that blood deposit, but it. The other thing is pacifism by itself, it doesn't negate nature. Mm-mm. And nature has self-preservation. Right. So if there's any um, anything that is that is threatening to that biological entity, self-preservation kicks in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're aggressive towards anything else. Mm-mm. It means that you are self-preserving. You will do anything to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And that means that I can, I mean, if somebody comes, you know, through my gate, I get to wipe them out. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to harm me or my family, I, I can just obliterate them. Mm-hmm. And that's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. That is, and it's still being a pacifist. Hey, listen, you know, inside my, my boundaries, inside my, my kingdom, um, it's me. It's mm-hmm. my property. It's mm-hmm. private. Mm-hmm. But you come inside that gate, and self-preservation kicks in. I'm still a pacifist, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I won't defend my property and my life. Well, there's. I mean, <clears throat> we have the uh, once again the the general concept that's out there in the that's been put out there of what pacifism is, and then what is the actual. <clears throat> word itself you know i mean it's well i mean think of nature exactly i mean if you think of a wolf mm-hmm. i mean as, as brutal as a wolf can be i mean realistically is a wolf a pacifist well all of nature is absolutely nature doesn't have um motive they're just being nature mm-hmm so they're 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 not aggressors, um, moral aggressors. They're not going against ideals. Mm-mm. You know, wolves aren't going against ideals. A wolf is just being a wolf in nature. Yes. So realistically, the concept of of nature itself, to me, nature is a pacifist. Mm-hmm. It just it just is what it is. It's not aggressive. So, there. That the, the uh, what I really get disgusted with is all this warrior bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants to fucking be a warrior. You know, it, 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 it's almost like you know this is this badge that everybody everybody wants to be this thing. Uh, to me, it's moronic. Mm-hmm. You know, I. By the way, if if I'm just an average guy, I can pay idiots to fight for me. Mm-hmm. I can, I can pay the most brutal uh, thugs in the world to defeat some other brutal thug mm-hmm. if I have the money. 
Yeah, it's called, I don't need to. Yeah, it's, can say it. It's called um, Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they or, get to wear their dresses, but they send out the monsters to, right. to brutalize everybody else. Yeah, or or the mafia. I mean, which is an outgrowth of of Catholicism. Yeah, nothing personal. It's just business. Exactly. Let but me break it, your legs. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, and, and and we'll get started here pretty quick, but the. Um, what well, the, the Godfather? You know, I want you to make him an offer he can't refuse. Well, there's only one offer you ca- that I know of you can't refuse, and that's an offer that you don't know has been made. Yeah, that's the only one you can't refuse. If you don't know you were made an offer, you can't refuse it because right. every offer can be refused. Right. I mean, it might cost you your life, but you can say no. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be tortured, but you can still say no. Yeah. Every offer can be refused except the one that you don't know no, was okay. made. Yes. And when they cut that umbilical cord, there's an offer on the table that you don't know exists. And somehow you become a party to that that offer, and you don't even know you're a party to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what privity of contract's all about. But but let me, let me mm-hmm. start with this. A couple of things. <clears throat> um... Go to Romans 11.16, King James Version. I'm going to go to it right now. Romans 11.16. There it is. Okay. Romans 11.16, King James. Look what it says here. Are you there? Mm-hmm. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are its branches. The zygote. Wow. When you when you understand that the zygote, I mean, number one, it has to be filled with the spirit, even if 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 the spirit being the breath. Somebody says, Yeah, the zygote's not breathing. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it breathing. Is. It's breathing through mother. Yeah, but it still has breath. It's still getting. It's receiving oxygen. Yeah, that's the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, it's actually breathing. Mother is breathing for that that biology. Mm-hmm. But it says, "For if the first fruit be holy." Well, there it is. The forty six chromosome entity known as the zygote is the first fruit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, or, or if you want to look at it this way, if the embryo within the zygote is the fruit mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that way mm-hmm. so the zygote is is the lump mm-hmm. and and the, the what that lump produces its own offspring so you got the zygote the singular the single cell zygote your 46 chromosomes as one singularity and it starts to subdivide and inside that subdivision is is its offspring which is the embryo, then the fetus, and then the baby. So again, if the first fruit be holy, which would be the embryo, if the lump is holy, which would be the zygote itself, the clump of cells, or the cell and clump of cells, if the root be holy, which is the the source itself, the zygote itself is the root, um, they're saying that maybe the root, I mean, think about this, a tree. Mm -hmm. The root of the tree is the tree, mm-hmm. the tree itself. Mm-hmm. It's just called a root. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. and that root is in the earth or it's in the ground that mm-hmm. the ground isn't the root it's the root and the tree that are one and the tree and the root the root is what's going into the ground to supply what's on the surface the root and the tree are one and the same thing mm-hmm. well um, and why would they in i mean why would they have the lump is also what why would they have the word lump in here you know well so we go to the word lump let's go to webster's lump and there it is i know but i mean it's just more proof that of what you're saying that's it's all or nothing yeah this is, is the whole the whole idea is that it's all or nothing if they cut a piece of that lump off it's still the lump yeah and so when they cut the umbilical cord they're cutting apart what is already whole and if if all of it's holy then all of it's holy including what they cut apart even though they broke it mm-hmm even though they set it at fault, mm-hmm. even though they they abridged its entirety. But look what the definition of lump is. A piece or mass of indefinite size and shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a zygote. Mm-hmm. Uh, aggregate, totality, mm-hmm. um, majority, uh, protuberance. Um, I'm looking for... I'm not, oh, there it is. Not divided into parts. Adjective. Mm-hmm. Entire. Mm-hmm. Not divided into parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that the zygote and every part of it, all of it, from that moment of fertilization and creation to the moment you and I are speaking right now, is all one biology. Mm-hmm. And it's all holy. Mm-hmm. They don't get to cut a piece off and say, that part's holy and you're a sinner. So, if you look up holy in etymology, um, the origin of the word, um, the definition is, it's, I can't read the word, but anyway, it says whole, uninjured, see, health. Oh, there it is right there, health. So, so, and, and, and this is where... Okay, I'm glad you found this. So, holy, it says the primary pre-Christian meaning, mm-hmm. it says, is not possible to determine. So, there, it's actually saying holy has a Christian, it's basically only Christian. Right. But probably it was uh, that must be preserved whole or intact, that cannot be transgressed or violated. In other words, the entire from fertilization the last breath is holy mm-hmm. if they cut it apart it's still all one biology which makes it all still holy there is no fucking sinner right exactly and which is what they're saying there is that when they cut that and they, they say oh there's there's a piece out here now that's a heathen it's not christian mm-hmm. no if it's all or nothing it's yeah. all or nothing it is all holy or not holy at all mm-hmm yeah, whole uninjured. It's from K A I L O. That's what it's saying up there. See health. And then it says see health. Yeah. So I'm going to click on health and see what it says there. Look at that. Wholeness, being whole, sound or well. There it is right there. Mm-hmm. So to be considered healthy, you got to be whole. Well, and what they that are whole need not, not a, a physician. physician. Luke five thirty one. And and what was the the adjective of of lump? 
was not divided into parts entire. So they're saying it twice here. Now, something really strange. I'm going to go to Title 42. Okay. Title 42. And then I'm going to put in uh, USC. And then I'm going to put in DEF for definitions. Let's see what it takes me to. Uh, Actually, I'm I'm just going to go to Title 42. Title 42 is public health and welfare. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Title 42 is public health and welfare. Um, And let me see. I'm gonna. I'm looking for something specific. So just hang on a second. Title Forty Two. I'm just gonna go to Title Forty Two. Screw it. Title Forty Two USC. There it is. Um, I'm gonna go to Law Cornell. Okay, I'm on. Cor- I'm on U.S. Code Title Forty Two, and it's got. I'm all at this- Law. I'm at Law Cornell. Yeah, me too. And okay, it's, and it's got chapter, all the chapters in it. Okay, chapter Chapter One. Click on it. Okay. Click on uh, Subchapter One generally. Okay. Go down to section Subsection Twenty Seven, where it says definitions. Okay. Somehow I missed. I went to the wrong one. Uh. Okay, I gotta go back then. I gotta. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Go back to, you're at Legal Information Institute. You're at the same U.S. Code Title 42. That's, I've got U.S. Code colon Title 42. And okay, go- Chapter 1. Uh-huh. Public Health Service. Yes. Click on it. Yep. Now, now click on Generally. Okay. Now go down to 27 definitions. Oh, there I found it. Sorry. There it is. That's okay. Now I want you to read what this says. The term state and state, as used in this chapter, shall be held to include the District of Columbia. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. The state, when, it, when you're talking about health, 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 the, the state is the District of Columbia. And that, there is no other state. Illinois doesn't have a right to speak about health. Uh-huh. Wisconsin has no right to speak about every single, and I'm talking COVID now. Mm-hmm. Everything about COVID comes out of the District of Columbia. Yeah. Everything, because Title 42 says what the terms state and states used in this chapter, and what is the chapter? Health. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Shall include the District of Columbia. So only the District of Columbia yep. is involved in public health. Wow. Nobody else. There is no other state involved in health, and, and everything to do with COVID came out of the District of Columbia. That is very true, yes. And, that, and, and it's obvious. Mm-hmm. So, again, Title 42. What is Title 42? Title Public Health Service. Title 42. Public Health and Welfare. Yeah. Title 42. Yep. That's it. And health. So everything regarding COVID came out of the District of Columbia. So everything under all of these chapters that are here. 
It's all District of Columbia. It's all District of Columbia. If the word state is implied, if the if state, if anywhere that it says state, it's the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. should mean something. That should tell you. Wow. Where COVID emanated from? It mm-hmm. came out of the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Because they're the only ones that have any stake in your health. Mm. Now, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> The Organic Act of 1871. Okay. That's the creation of that state, the District of Columbia. Oh, right. A- 1871. So the District of Columbia that is that is involved in the health of the public was created in 1871. 1871 had two other things in that year. What were they that I talk about all the time? 1871. So the District of Columbia, the one that handles all the public health issues, what are the other two things that I talk about all the time? Mm. Haslam versus, versus Lockwood. Lockwood. And so the, so the waste material that, that becomes a wreck or whatever that the state picks up that property Mm -hmm. so the cut umbilical cord and all that material falls to the state what state is that the district of columbia the district of columbia what other definition was created in 1871 um the um the definition of person wasn't it phantom toll booth phantom limb phantom limb so phantom limb was created in 1871 why because when they when they amputate the umbilical cord, they create a phantom limb. Yes. And the phantom is a ghost. Yes. So now you have a ghost that is haunting you mm-hmm. from your past. And that ghost is the phantom limb of the, of the waste material that gives rise to the birth certificated person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what state is handling all that health? The uh, District of Columbia. The District of Columbia. And notice that it gives rise to it. <laughs> Ghosts rise. All rise. rise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when, in the courtroom, wow. when they say all rise, nice. they're wow. getting all the spirits to rise, wow. all the ghosts to come out of their cemetery plots, wow. their deeded cemetery plots, their birth certificated cemetery plots. Wow. And then, and then the, and the Bar Association is acting as the medium. At that seance, they call it a court, but mm-hmm. it's the seance that they're that the, the mediums are working. Mm-hmm. Don't they? Don't mediums uh, uh, bring the spirit world and c- connect the spirit world with the people, the living, breathing people sitting around the table that want to talk to their their dead ancestors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the bar association is doing. They're acting as mediums, the middleman, the medium. Yes. Be between the world of the dead and the living. Yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. But I want to finish with the idea that, okay, so the District of Columbia is the state that's handling all the health issues. Mm-hmm. And that means Luke 531, they that are whole need not a physician. If you're whole, does the District of Columbia have any work to do? No. No, there's no administrative process. There's no administration to trust property that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. All of the in God we trust res is the cut material. Mm-hmm. 
If there's no cut material that has fallen to the ground and acted upon as if it's been abandoned, if there's no abandoned biology, if there's no human waste, if there's no human remains, the District of Columbia doesn't have any work to do. No. Okay. By the way, in a civil war, and a civil war is important because civil means Roman. Civil means public. Yes. So they created a public, Mm -hmm. a public... Uh, in the Civil War. They actually created a, uh, a, a civil rights character Yes. in, in 1866. Mm-hmm. Civil rights character, the person of color. Mm-hmm. They pretended that they were fighting for melanated people, but what they were doing were establishing rights for corporations. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the Civil War, they had the 14th Amendment citizenship. Yes which is the franchise of Rack. Yes. Okay, so they created a franchise, a, co- a commercial franchise, for the wreckage, for the wreck that was left behind. The biology, that the, the human waste is the wreck. Mm-hmm. It's where your ark, your boat, the boat you came in on, has become abandoned or derelict. Yeah. The, and they created a franchise, a 14th Amendment citizenship, for that wreckage yes and then the district of columbia was created in 1871 uh uh, the phantom limb the haslam versus lockwood the abandonment of the 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 waste material it's all the same thing and ultimately what did they call the acts acts what did they call those acts um at the end of the civil war the organic acts is that what you? The reconstruction. Oh, acts. the reconstruction because they had to reconstruct because they. they to, they're reconstructing the man. Right, right. They're making him whole again, and they're charging a fee yes. for that reconstruction. Mm-hmm. It's a reconstructive surgery. Yes. In the courtrooms, they're they're actually performing. Look, all we have to do is look up the word forensic and mm-hmm. forensic courts. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Justice, their forensic courts, they are performing reconstructive surgery. surgery. Yes, they are. They're, they're making you whole again, and they're charging you a fee to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, now, let me see what else. So, again, Title 42. Mm-hmm. The public health, the health itself. It only the, the only state involved in public health is the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's right there in definitions at Title Forty Two. Yep. You read it for yourself, correct? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, let me let me get. I have another window open here. Let me see what it. Um, uh, there, where is it here? I wanted to go to another. Um, Another definition real quick. Is this it? Let's see. <clears throat> because we're going to do privity of contract, but let me see if I can... I'm going to get out of Romans 11.16. Uh, health at etymology I can close. Lump... I can close. All right, what am I looking at here? You know, we can probably get into the privity of contract because um, 
actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over and get my Black's Law. Okay. Because I want to. De- I want to define goods again. Okay. I, I, I. That is probably one of the most important words for people to understand because goods. I, I, all I, whenever I see the word goods, the only thing I can think of is what? Unborn of animals. Unborn of animals. Yep. Now, the afterbirth, the placenta, because of the definition of born alive, the placenta, um, while it's still in the womb, when they cut the umbilical cord, uh, that material is still in the womb. Mm-hmm. And the fetal material, which is you, Mm-hmm. Baby's outside now, but when when the biology crosses the threshold, uh, uh, it passes through the birth canal out of the vagina. That material that was once called fetus changes terminology, mm-hmm. and it becomes it's called baby. Yes, but while in the womb, it's called fetus. I mean, moments before, mm-hmm. it's a fetus. Mm-hmm. But when, as soon as it passes the threshold out into this realm, this world, mm-hmm. it's called baby. Mm-hmm. So, but when they cut the cord, they have a baby on one side of the threshold, and they have fetal biology on the other side of the threshold. Yes. Unborn fetal biology. Yes. So now you're in a position of the baby is born, but the rest of baby is is still called fetus, and it's unborn. Yes. So now there's an unborn version of you, an unborn animal, that will come out as afterbirth yes. or placenta, placental mm-hmm. material as well. Yeah. So that's why unborn of animals refers to the afterbirth. Yes. So when they talk about unborn of animals or goods, it is that afterbirth, which is the goods. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go to uh, um, goods, and I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs here. Maybe not paragraphs, but um, goods. <clears throat> goods. It's on uh, 624. 624. Goods. <clears throat> says the term a term of variable content and meaning it may include every species of personal property or it may be given a very restricted meaning so species man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. include every species of personal okay. property so that species could be uh, uh, a brick of gold if they want to talk about species in that term, mm-hmm. but also the species itself, the rest of baby is, is biological. Mm-hmm. And it's a species, it's it's evidence of you being yes. a biological entity. Yes. If they put that, if they take that species-specific waste material, that is a species, evidence of a species. Yes. Okay. Um... Items of merchandise, supplies, raw materials. Is that biology raw materials that, that led to the production of the baby? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. That's afterbirth. I'm talking fetal afterbirth, not maternal. Mm-hmm. The fetal afterbirth is raw materials that became the baby. Yes. Um, or differentiated into the baby. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it says, or finished goods. Is the baby ultimately the fin the fruit at the end of the stem? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It says sometimes the meaning of goods is extended to include all tangible items, as in phrase goods and services. All things, including specially manufactured goods, it, it says specially manufactured goods, which are movable at the time of identification. To the contract, identification to the contract for sale other than the money in which the price is to be paid, investment, securities, and things in action. Oh things God. in action. Wow. That's the chose. It's the chose right there. The chosen one. Yes. Um, also includes the unborn of animals and growing crops and other identified things attached to realty as fixtures. Things attached to realty. You better be thinking about Haslam versus Lockwood right mm -hmm. there. When my, when my biology gets cut off and has fallen to the ground, so to speak, as waste material, where did it fall? It fell in the hospital. Yes. And the hospital's located, let's say, in Rockford Township or the city of Rockford, which is within the county of Winnebago, mm -hmm. which is in within the state of Illinois, which is within the United States of America, which is upon the soil of America. Mm -hmm. All of those jurisdictions can come and make a claim mm -hmm. upon the fallen biology mm -hmm. as a fixture to their land. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So, baby, baby is not a fixture. Mm -mm. But where baby's biology has been cut off and remains fixed in that space, time and space, it's mm -hmm. on paper. Hell, it's even the location. It gives the location and the time that that biology became fixed. Yes. Right there. Right there. In my case, and I mean case, because the case is the thing that surrounded me in the womb. Yep. In my case, September 19th, 1960 at 3.50 a.m. Mm -hmm. That's identifying the location, the address yep. of that matter, the fixed material. Haslam versus Lockwood. Yep. And what did they do with that material? They annexed it. Yes. The word is avulsion. And it says... When that, uh, Go ahead. Well, if you just go up to the rest of the definition of goods there at the top of 264. Yeah. It says is used with reference to collateral for security interest. With reference to collateral mm -hmm. for security interest. Yeah. Goods include all things which are movable at the time the security interest attaches or which are fixtures. Mm -hmm. Collateral. Mm -hmm. Okay. The placenta mm -hmm. has two different biologies. Mm -hmm. Fetal biology and maternal biology, they, they consider the placenta one thing. Yes. But it has two biologies. So each biology is collateral to the other. Yes. So my mom's biology is collateral to my fetal biology in the placenta, and my fetal biology is collateral to my mom's biology in the placenta. Yes. 
But as I stand here at my at my front door right now, I myself am whole. Yes. And if I am whole, I am collateral to no thing, nothing. True. True. I'm not collateral. I'm not attached to anything. No. I am not attached. But if they use the placental material, the certificated, birth certificated placental material, that's in a fixed position. Yes. And that fixture has been annexed to some land somewhere. Yep. And that's... And it's... Go ahead. Well, that's where it's the confusion of goods is is actually stating that. That's what it is. We haven't looked at it. It's on 272. The confusion of goods. Uh huh. The result when goods belonging to two or more owners become intermixed to the point where property of any of them no longer can be identified except as part of a mass of like goods. So they collect all of this afterbirth waste, presumably waste material, mm-hmm. and they pretend they don't know who's, who it belongs to. Yep. They pretend they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I went to... What is this here? I went to, to possession of stolen goods mm-hmm. at Wiki. Yeah. It says, possession of stolen goods is a crime in which an individual ha- has bought, been given, or acquired stolen goods. It says, in many jurisdictions, if an individual has accepted possession of goods or property and knew they were stolen, then the individual may be charged with a misdemeanor or felony, depending on the value of the stolen goods, and the goods are, re- are returned to the original owner. If the individual did not know the goods were stolen, then the goods are returned to the owner and the individual is not prosecuted. However, it can be difficult to prove or disprove a suspect's knowledge that the goods were stolen. Look at this. Mm -hmm. If I claim the birthday, Mm -hmm. I'm not just claiming my biology. Mm -mm. Because remember, the birth certificate is for the placenta. Yeah. If I claim the birthday or the character, the birth certificated character, I claim my property, but I'm also claiming my mother's. Mm-hmm. Yes. If 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 I don't claim it, then I don't have any rights at all because the birth certificate is the only thing that evidences my existence at all. Right. Yeah. So what they got me on is is if I do claim it, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. If I do claim it, I'm. Per- participating in a crime or confusion of goods if i don't claim it i i don't exist right that's my option those are my options because of the system they devised right i either don't exist at all or i'm a criminal yeah those are my two options heads i win tails you lose (laughs) heads they win tails i lose yeah so uh, this is a perfect place i kevin called me the day and after listening to the last um, audio. He was the part about um, it being a murder if we accept the birth certificate. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, he was. He was in. He knows everybody in Hastings, of course. But anyway, he was walking down the street and he ran into the judge that he knew, and he said hello to him and he said, "Hey, is this true?" Is accepting the birthday murder? And he said the guy put his head down and walked away from his foot as fast as he can. 
And You're talking about a judge, a judge would not respond to that question. He, he ran away from as fast as he could. And he's somebody that, that he knew and he's talked to before. And they've been friendly. And the guy just put his head down and walked away from him as fast as he could. These, uh, and we're going to get into that. Um, the people that are involved in this, and, and again, I'm, I, everybody's accountable for everything. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my world, you don't get to pretend mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. You don't get to pretend anything. I mean, it's either all true or not true at all. Yeah. Everything, If it's not true at all, it's a lie by omission at every level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 These people that accept these positions, including um, the bar members, mm-hmm. um, when they become aware of what they're involved in, the, 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 the horrific activities of their uh, profession, we'll call it profession, they need to walk away. Mm-hmm. They need to quit, but yep. they can't. Mm-hmm. Because they're, if they're successful, they're, they're living in nice houses, they have nice lives, they, they have very simple situations because they're protected at many levels. Um, it's hard to walk away from, but it is all, what they're really doing is they're, it's an affront to God what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're pretending that they're on the side of God when in fact they're not. Yeah. Well, and I do know, I had a friend who was high enough up, unknowingly high enough up. He was a lawyer and a banker, and he was high enough in one of the banks in Denver. And they came to him and basically made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And he disappeared, but it was basically, oh, you're either in or, you know, you don't exist anymore. I mean, literally. He chose to walk away, but I. He came to us, who were in a group with him, and told us, "You'll never hear for see from me again, and I'm going to disappear." But I don't know if I'll live. Is basically what he told us. Yeah, I. I think that when you're getting paid, again, if you're taking money for something, mm-hmm. that's an agreement. Yeah. If you're taking money for something, you're, that's an agreement. You can't take the money and not fulfill your end. Right. So, again, they have to stop taking money and maybe even give back the money they took. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you find out that you've been involved with this incredible and criminal mm-hmm. activity against man, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're involved in genocide, for crying out loud, uh, on mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. Where entire populations have been decimated, and you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to even think that there are people that could accept money. I mean, you're talking about the ultimate whore. Yep. The ultimate whore. Yep. To to stand and watch and and, and participate in the decimation of every the, the entire world. I know. Um, we got to get beyond this because this is too horrifying to think about. Yep. Um, <laughs> here's, I'm at Stolen Goods, and it says, um, this ter- I, I, and a person handles stolen goods, uh, if otherwise in the course of stealing, knowing or believing them to be stolen, goods, unborn of animals, the moment they cut and take that biology... That's the rest of me. That makes me whole. Yeah. It's mine and mine alone to do with as I wish. But they take it before I can ever do anything or make any any decisions. They amputate it. Yes, they and do. And take it for themselves. That's that's receiving stolen goods. Absolutely. 
And it's stolen because I didn't authorize it. And I couldn't at that moment. And even, you know what, my dad, my mom don't have the right to authorize my being to be taken away. My wholeness, they, they don't have that right. Nobody has the right over your biology no. to make any commitments or any contracts with your biology. No. Click, do you see that thing? It says, Stolen Good redirects here for the 1915 American film, see, Stolen Goods. Did Have you ever clicked on that? No. Uh, 1915? 19, uh, wow, yes. look at that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> my God. 1915. what it's about. It's, it's a silent film directed by George Melford and written by Margaret Turnbull, the film. Okay. An orphan. This is the plot. An orphan named Marjorie is working a dressmaking is working a dressmaking company in New York. She's sent to prison when a rich kleptomaniac named Helen North puts some stolen lace. Stolen lace. Nice. In Marjorie's handbag. After leaving the prison, she becomes a nurse for some time until the hospital. Uh, until the hospital she works at finds out she has a record. She leaves and becomes a nurse at a Red Cross emergency hospital in Belgium. Um, look at that. 1915. Yeah. Um, but stolen goods, by the way, when it says puts stolen lace in Marjorie's oh, handbag. Oh my God. People don't understand that when they are, when there's a wallet or a bag in a movie, mm-hmm. the wallet or bag is the um, afterbirth. Mm hmm. It's the afterbirth. For for mom, her m- maternal afterbirth part of the placenta is a bag, is a is the handbag. And for me, the fetus, um, a male, it's considered my wallet. It's where I keep my money. It's it's it is my money. Mm-hmm. It's my existence. It's the coin of the realm because. Um, it's the rest of me. It makes me whole, and what makes me whole is heads and tails. Yeah. The beginning and the end, alpha and omega, all of it, it makes me whole, and it's my wholeness, my, I'm going to say this, heads and tails is mind and body. Yeah. Heads and tails of the coin is both the mind and the body. It's also capital and labor. Yes. When you put capital and labor together, that's the coin of the realm. Mm-hmm. And my capital is my own head, my mind, and my labor is my body. When I'm whole, that's the coin of the realm. Yes. By the way, another term for the whole man is the word sovereign. Mm-hmm. So sov- to be sovereign is to be the whole coin. Yes. And, and the sovereign is gold-backed. Yes. yes. So the whole man is gold-backed. Mm-hmm. That's the sovereign. Um, okay, so let's get into. I sent you the link to uh, privity of contract, yeah. okay. and a lot of what we've already talked about today will start to link to this because so many people think that this is all about contract. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. I don't have any fucking contracts. Oh, right. 
I don't have any that I know of. I, and, and if contracts somehow tie me or join me to these agreements, they're all fraud. Yes. They were all, and fraud vitiates all. So none mm-hmm. of these so-called contracts that tie me biologically as surety to anything going on anywhere in the world, they're all fraud. Yes. Because I, I can't even give up any of my biology. I cannot tie my biology to anything. Because that's my life. Wow. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of any indenture that I, I've willfully participated in. I don't know of any, any um, voluntary aspect of my existence where I volunteered away or sacrificed any piece of me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the greater good. Right. The greater good. The bigger pool. Well, but greater good is it has its own definition. First of all, good, mm-hmm. the greater good would be all those cut goods put in one aggregate total. Yeah, that's what I was... So, yeah. yeah, the greater good is, is all those goods, but greater good actually has its own definition. So I'm going to go to the word... I'm, I'm going to see if greater good is one word or two, but G-R-E-A-T-E-R, greater good. Um, greater good meaning. Let me see if that... Okay, so I Wiktionary pops up right away with greater good. It says the benefit of the public mm-hmm. um, uh, of more people than oneself. I'm going to see if, uh, if there's any greater good anywhere else. I know what it means. I'm going to see if uh, I can find it, though. Of course, the public is civil society. Mm -hmm. The public is civil society. Yes. Civil society is based on the Gregorian calendar character. Yes. That's what, I mean, that's what establishes civil rights. Civil character is the birth certificated character. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's the civil rights character. So, civil society is 100% based upon the birth certificated character. Yes. That's civil society. But but that birth certificate doesn't represent me because it has two biologies. My biology is singular. I have 46 chromosomes. The birth certificated person has 92 chromosomes. Yes. Because it has both mom and baby. Yes. It is Madonna and child. It is Jesus and Mary. That's what the birth certificate evidence is. And the Gregorian calendar, 1582, Pope Gregory created that bond. So it's actually public. The public is Roman. Mm-hmm. The Civil War produced that citizenship character. And that public. The civil rights of... 1866 is is the Roman rights. It's where Rome took over, and they get to reconstruct the man through their private court system. Yes. Okay. Now that we're there, so I'm going to see if I I'm going to look up greater uh, separately, and I'm going to probably go to Webster's. Greater D E F. Webster's. 
you have to do is look up greater. I'm there. Read the definition of greater. It's an adjective. No, I don't have the right one. Adjective, often capitalized, is that right? Yep. Consisting of a central city together with adjacent areas that are naturally or administratively connected with it. Look at that. Consisting of a central city. Wow. That's greater. Um, Together with adjacent areas that are naturally or administratively connected with it. So a greater good are the goods that are connected administratively to a city. Wow. My guess is the greater good is connected to Vatican City. The central city, yeah. The central city. Mm Mm-hmm. The city of Rome. Wow. Which is Vatican City. So I think greater good for the greater good. When they say, hey, um, for the greater good. Mm -hmm. They're talking about the biology, the good, the goods, the unborn of animals that has been aggregated and deposited um, to be handled administratively through the central city, um, which I believe the District of Columbia is tied to. Mm-hmm. When you when you see that, you know, D.C., the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. the Bank of England or the City of London and Vatican City are all tied together. Mm-hmm. I believe that the greater good is the deposition or deposit that evidences your participation, your voluntary participation in that civil public. Mm-hmm. That administratively connects you with it. Right. Mm-hmm. In, and, and, go ahead. Well, in Black's Law, great. Um, it says, considerable in magnitude, power, importance, intensity, or degree, as used in various compound legal terms. This word generally means extraordinary, that is, exceeding the common or ordinary measure or standard in respect to physical size or importance, dignity, etc. So, me standing here, missing a piece, may be considered ordinary. Mm -hmm. But the piece that was cut off of me is extraordinary. Yes. It shouldn't be, Mm-mm. but because it's all, all it really is, is the rest of me. Mm-hmm. It's the rest of my biology, the rest of my singular biology. Mm-hmm. Now, if you add mom's biology, that's when I believe it, it becomes extra. Mm-hmm. When you add mom's biology and the fetal biology, and then you give it to me, I have more than my biology. Yes. I have extra biology, which happens to be mom's. Yes. Now, that might be considered a dowry at some level. Mm-hmm. and that. But I have a funny feeling that that maternal afterbirth is, is the bank, is tied to the bank. Oh, wow. That's where the money has been placed. Mm-hmm. In other words, if I don't find a way to my biology, my fetal biology, I can't connect with the rest or the bank itself. Mm-hmm. I need to... We're going to get into that. Privity okay. of contract is going to explain this. Okay. But greater the adjective says consisting of a central city. Mm-hmm. 
That's greater. It says together with adjacent areas that are naturally or administratively connected to it. Again, if my biology has been cut and removed and taken and placed in a pool, the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. It looked, and that, that's communism. Yes. They put a piece of me, they pooled a piece of my biology into this greater good system, and they administrate over it, and that's a communist system. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it's really important to understand the biology. Yes. Privity of contract. Unbelievable. Ready? Yep. Uh, do you have the Wikipedia up? Yes. I'm going, I'm going to, to it right now. I, I printed it off, but I am going to... I'm going to... We're doing using, wiki, wiki first. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just do the okay. privity of contract. First of all, let's let's do this. Go to privity at, at Webster's online. Okay. Tell me when you're there. Okay, just because we need to know what a privity is, right? Before we we understand privity of contract. Okay, I'm I'm actually at Webster's. Okay, privity says one a a relationship. Between persons. Well, that implies more than one. Yes. So, privity, a relationship between persons who successively have a legal interest in the same right or property. Look at that. It says it right there. Right there. So, the placenta has two owners. Yes. Because it's a feto maternal organ. Yes. If you look at it as one thing, if you look at the placenta as a fetal maternal organ, it has two owners. Yes. So now you have privity right there. Right. A relationship between persons. At that point, it would be between who? Mother and baby. Mom, yep, mom and baby. Mm -hmm. So it would be a privity between mom and baby who Mm -hmm. successively have a legal interest in the same right or property. Now, if that property, that biology, is born alive by definition. Mm -hmm. Again, the only two that have any rights to that singular organ, if considered singular, Mm -hmm. would be mom or baby. Right. Um, Because those are the only two who have uh, an interest in it. Mm -hmm. Biologically. Uh, 1B says, an interest in a transaction, contract, or legal action to which one is not a party arising out of a relationship to one of the parties. Let me say that again. Privity. An interest in a transaction, contract, or legal action to which one is not a party arising out of a relationship to one of the parties. So that would be the church's relationship to the mother. If, If mother... If mother is considered church, the mm-hmm. church, yeah, and the church is claiming that aspect, okay, yeah. and then number two says private or joint knowledge of a private matter, private or joint knowledge of a private matter, especially cognizance implying concurrence. Cognizance implying concurrence. Now, all we have to know is that the placenta, if considered a singular thing, 
has two owners. Mm-hmm. Now, if I say all present and accounted for from fertilization the last breath, does that placenta as a fetal maternal organ exist? No. No, it can't. Uh-uh. Because if I remove my biology, if I recognize my wholeness, if I recognize my entirety from fertilization to this moment, then I leave nothing behind to remain in the placenta, mm-hmm. even if it physically exists. Mm-hmm. I'm still using that biology, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm still using it now, sitting at this table right now, if I'm still using that biology, does my biology, can my biology be considered part of that, part of that deposition or deposit? No. No, because I'm still using it. I didn't abandon it. Mm -mm. If I didn't lose it or abandon it, can it be found? No. If I didn't, if I didn't lose it or abandon it, can it be discovered? No. So when these guys are pretending to do this discovery, can they discover a piece of me? No. Can they join me to something if I'm still using it? No. Not unless you volunteer. No. They can't. <laughs> Mm-mm. They can't bind me. They can't. They can't force me to attach myself to a dead by a dead body. Yep. They can't conjure that up. <laughs> well, they do. But they but do. they but in reality they can't. Mm-mm. The problem is is everybody wants to claim this birthday. Mm-hmm. I should um so anyway, we did this this flea market mm-hmm. over the weekend. And my ex wife was we, we shared a booth with my ex wife. Mm-hmm. Who by the way is about as nice a being as you can possibly get. She put up with me for way too long. Anyway, um she had this little statue this this wooden carving where it has this um, religious character carrying a lamb on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post this today, by the way. I'm going to take a picture of it to, after this call, and I'm going to post this picture. But it's a picture of a man with this lamb, <clears throat> like almost like he's wearing a fox you know, fur shawl or something. Yeah. But he's carrying this lamb on his shoulders. Yeah, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And I have this little wooden carving of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm disgusted by this mm-hmm. because that's what they have us doing. Yep, they have us carrying around this this dead body. This is weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have us carrying around the dead fetal material, the 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 amnion, the Lamb of God, the amnion, the Lamb of God, the amnion, the Lamb of God. They have us carrying this amnion, this fetal waste, this fetal afterbirth, mm-hmm. for our entire life by claiming a birthday. Yes, they do. So we're we're carrying around this dead body, mm-hmm. the lamb. Yep. And it becomes a burden because that lamb evidences this public, this civil character. Yes. That then we become uh, burdened by the public itself. Yes. We become party to the, all the public business. The problem with that is that in the 14th Amendment in 1868, they say the public debt cannot be questioned. So they, they, they attach the public debt to this lamb. And then give it deposit, and then they get us to claim to, that lamb through the birthday to carry it around, yeah. to carry that burden around ourselves. So by us admitting to the birthday, we're admitting to this 
amnion lamb and then we carry this public burden with us our whole life yes does that make sense absolutely the problem is the lamb what they're calling the lamb of god or what they're calling this public um i'm still using it privately Mm -hmm. i'm still using it personally yes it's part of my body Mm -hmm. i haven't abandon it Mm-mm. so it cannot exist separately from me Absolutely. it doesn't exist separately there's only one of yeah. me yes and i'm still breathing so i'm still and being inspired having the breath of god in me makes me a spiritual man mm-hmm. and a spiritual man can be judged Judge by no man. man yes so even though they got this bullshit religious nonsense lamb of god on deposit That evidence is nothing. That's a fraud. Yes, it is. Because I'm still using it. I never abandoned it. I never volunteered any of this biology over to the public. <laughs> and of course, remember that the entire civil war was to create this connection to bind you to the Bank of England. Yes. That's what it's all about. It's binding you to the Bank of England through this lamb through this deposit that is religious in nature yes it's all religion mm-hmm. because I, as i sit here right now living and breathing the material that was forcibly violently taken from me through amputation i would never i would never agree to that no that organ that they took from me even at the palermo protocol level says that when an organ is taken it's automatically trafficking in persons. Yes. But who's doing the trafficking if you're claiming the birthday? I am. <laughs> we are. That's right. Yesterday was so difficult because that it was that day for me. Oh, I know. And so, I mean, everybody, I mean, there were some people got around it. Even my brother, uh, my brother said happy Earth Day or something like that because he probably sees the crap that I post on Facebook and he didn't want me to have to, you know, listen to the word birthday. Right. Um, and I appreciate that. I, I I'm very too. thankful that people are, are uh, you know, respectful of, of my, mm-hmm. at this point, my knowledge mm-hmm. of the yeah. truth of the matter. Um, and, and, and even last night, we were sitting at the bowling alley, and uh, we have a really nice little bar upstairs that we go to. And um, Tom, the bartender, always has a really good selection of NA, non-alcohol beers for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he said, hey, you know what? I mean, if you sign up for this thing here, you get a free meal, you know, because it's your birthday. I said, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't sign up for anything that lays claim to that as a birthday. Yes. Because if I do at any point at any level now Mm -hmm. admit or acknowledge the birthday i am becoming part of the public Mm -hmm. and being part of the public makes me a non-private man yes so as long as i allow my that piece of me to become a decedent estate in the public to be administered by a public official or a public office isaiah 9 6 Mm -hmm. Um, if I allow that material to be considered consideration mm-hmm. into the public system, the civil rights consideration, then a piece of me can be adjudicated or adjudged inside that civil system. That's right. 
this is horrifying to me because I'm still living. Yes. I don't really want to carry that dead material, that dead body around. No. As an undertaker. Yes. It's an undertaking. Yes, it is. That's what they have us doing. They have us underneath that burden for our entire life, carrying the public. Yes. That's communism. It is. All right. Privity of contract is so obvious when you know this. This is this is so specific at this point. It says the doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle. Now, common law, obviously, we already know that the common law does not recognize absolute ownership. No. Well, don't I absolutely own my biology while I'm using it? <laughs> yes. Does it, is there anybody else that has a claim to my biology? No. No. Unless, somehow, they got a piece of me to be viewed as voluntary consideration. Yes. Okay, so that's where this is going to go. The doctrine of privity of contract is, is a common law principle which provides that a contract cannot confer rights or impose obligations on any person who is not a party to the contract. I'm gonna, I, I'll read that ten times if you want me to. Yeah. I'll read it one more time right now. The doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle which provides that a contract cannot confer rights or impose obligations. To, upon any person who is not a party to the contract. Now, I'm going to throw out an idea here. Let's say the United States has made a contract with America. Okay. The United States. Mm -hmm. Remember, the United States is an idea mm -hmm. that lays over the top of a landmass called America. Yes. And specifically, the lower 48 states is in North America. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Americas were laid claim to by Rome in 1493 through, through Intercetera. Yes. So Latin, all of the Americas are considered Latin Catholic. Mm -hmm. All of the Americas are considered Latin Catholic. And that includes the land under your feet right now. Yes. Through Intercetera. Yep. So Rome claims all of this land for Latin Catholicism, mm -hmm. for the Americas. So if the United States has a contract with America, the United States is one idea, one group of people, and America is Latin Catholic, subject to Rome. Mm -hmm. So the United States makes an agreement with Rome. Yeah. Can you see mm -hmm. the United States of America that way? Yes. Mm -hmm. The United States of America is that United States and the Americas, or at least part of North America, as one bonded, one bound together um, place. Mm -hmm. But there's a bond. There's yep. a bondage. Mm -hmm. There's a binding, and that binding is an agreement between the United States and Rome. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Look what it says here. The doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle that provides that a contract 
cannot confer rights or impose obligations upon any person who is not a party to the contract. Mm -hmm. So the United States is one party. Right. And Rome, Rome is another party. Right. Where do you fit into that? I don't. You don't. So you uh, you have neither rights nor obligations mm -mm. to either of those two. Mm -mm. Because you're not a party to that contract. Right. But what happens if a piece of you falls to the ground hmm. and they take it? Mm -hmm. They take it as a public health issue. Mm -hmm. Title 42. And Title 42 public health puts you... Through the District of, of Columbia. Columbia. Mm -hmm. So the District of Columbia takes this piece of you that evidences the fetal maternal organ known as the placenta. Mm -hmm. Fetal maternal. Mm -hmm. Maternal Madonna, fetal child. Madonna and child. Mm-hmm. Madonna, Mary, child, Jesus, Jesus and Mary. Mm -hmm. So the placenta evidences Jesus and Mary, and it becomes the deposit, the deposition, mm -hmm. that binds the United States and America. So, now there's a piece of you. Okay, so, okay, because, wait a minute. It becomes the contract that binds the United States and America. So I, I don't thoroughly get that. Hang on a second. Okay. If that deposit, it's a deposition of, of soil. Yes. Through an avulsion, it falls to the America. It falls to the ground of the Americas. Right. There's a piece of you. Biologically, yeah. that's in that placenta, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not a party when you're whole. You have you're not a party, right? But when a piece of you falls onto the soil of the Americas mm -hmm. and becomes annexed to that soil by avulsion, mm -hmm. we're gonna we'll go over avulsion too. Now a piece of you is on the ground, and it becomes part of the soil, according to um, old farming laws and things like that. And, and, and I'm going to show you that. Okay. It's so weird. Okay. Um, but now the soil claims a piece of you. Mm -hmm. But you were born in what state? Colorado. It's Colorado. Colorado is part of the United States. Yes. So the United States confers privileges and immunities, but the biology has fallen to the ground of America, mm -hmm. which is Rome. Yeah. Let me say that again. You were born in Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's the United States. Right. But the substance has fallen to the ground of America, which is Rome. Right. Which, so there has to be a contract between the two. I'm saying there already is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to do with it. First of all, I think the problem is you're still looking at that biology. I'm telling you right now that Rome and the United States have an agreement. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But now I'm talking about a piece of you mm -hmm. that has, that, do you, do you right now agree 
with Rome or the United States? Do you have any contract with them? No. Uh-uh. No, but a piece of you falls to the ground that evidences mm-hmm. an agreement. Yeah. A piece of you. Yeah, and that's that's the confusion of goods. Well, you're not a party to it no. in your own mind. No, I'm not. Absolutely. But physically, they have evidence that you are. Yes. And that's my point. Yes. Is that privity of contract says, it's the, it's the doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle which provides that a contract cannot confer rights or impose obligations upon any person who is not a party to the contract. Yeah. The only way at this point you are not a party is to remove your biology from the equation. Yes. Because the evidence is overwhelming that you are a party because the birth certificate of the placenta evidences your willful participation where you fell. Yes. Where you fell gave rise to a marker. That marker is a birth certificate, and the birth certificate has a day, and that's the birthday. Yes. If you claim a birthday, you become um, a party. A party to the contract. To the contract. Mm -hmm. If you know your wholeness, if you know from fertilization to the last breath there's one forty-six chromosome entity and it's unbroken, then you are not a party. Got it. Because the District of Columbia says they are the state yes. of health. From Title They're 42. The, from mm-hmm. Title 42. Mm-hmm. But if you're not broken, then you're not a party at all. Right. You are outside of that agreement. Mm-hmm. This is so critical. Wow. Because where you fell... The, the, who's fighting? Who's fighting over that biology? Well, the United States is fighting on one side, Rome is fighting on the other, and you're split between the two because you don't know who you are. Who you are? You don't know where you came from. You don't know. Uh, you don't know the whole story. You're you're what was it? Holy and health. <laughs> you don't have. You aren't holy, and you don't have your health because you don't know. That you you're, ne- you're neither holy nor nor healthy. Yes, exactly. And so somebody administratively has to put you back together again. Yeah, wow. And, but you're not broken. See, mm-hmm. that's what people don't understand is that all these court actions. I mean, on one side you have the Admiralty Courts of the United States salvaging the vessel. And on the other side you have America and Latin Catholicism saving the man. Salvation. Saving the indigenous heathen on the land. So that's what those are your options. Salvage or salvation. Yep. United States is salvage. Uh, America is salvation. And on each side they go supplemento, supplemento. Give me a and, money. And they and they have evidence through the placenta. Yes. Because the placenta has a birthday, and we keep claiming it. Yes. We keep claiming it more and more and more. It's bigger and bigger and bigger and more important. Jeez. But look what it says. The doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle that which provides that a contract. So the contract between the United States and America. I, I'm not a party to it. Mm-mm. But that's why we're struggling right now. This whole thing, COVID, covered identity. 
uh, that is the bond. Yes. COVID's the bond. Mm -hmm. Covered identity's the bond. It's the infant that has fallen to the ground that is connecting the United States to America. That's the bond. Yeah. It's an infancy bondage. Wow. It's the infant that's binding. It's the child that binds. It's the tithe that binds. Wow. And the tithe that binds is the 10% or the piece that was cut off of you. It's considered a tithe. Mm-hmm. So you're tithing to that or is the consideration. Yeah. But, but realistically, you're not a party to it. Mm-hmm. But you become a party to it. Hell, it's your birthday party. Yes, it is. Wow. It's your birthday party. <laughs> and every every year, you're recontracting with that birthday party. Wow. It's your birthday party. Yeah, and you're recontracting. It's my party, and I cry if I want to. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll be crying. Wow. So, but it says who is not a party. So there's no rights, but there's also no obligations. Mm-hmm. I mean, no rights are conferred, but there are no obligations if you're not a party. Right. So let's go to, first of all, let's just prove something. Again, privity says a relationship between persons who successively have a legal interest in the same right or property. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the placenta. Mm-hmm. And the, the placenta evidence is me and my mom. Right. Um, Mother Earth, you know, mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. Right. And, and Heaven and Earth are bound together. But you know what? They're bound together in me already. Right. I'm, when I'm whole, Heaven and Earth are bound together. Absolutely. Until I stop breathing. Mm-hmm. Until I stop breathing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, Tertium Quid. Okay. T T E R T I U M Q U I D. Two words. Tertium quid at Wikipedia. Got it? Not quite, but I'm getting there. So the placenta is a tertium quid. It's a feto. It has biology of the fetus. Mm-hmm. Biology, my biology is the baby, mm-hmm. and it is a maternal mom. Mm-hmm. It has. A, it is a fetal maternal organ. Mm-hmm. Baby and mom's biology together combined mm-hmm. is the placenta, but it still doesn't make it one thing. Mm-hmm. It makes it two mm-hmm. biologies yep. combined. Yep. But they consider it to be one thing. Yep. For the in God we trust. Yep. Anyway, tertium quid says refers to an unidentified third element, which is in combination with two known ones. Mm-hmm. That is, is in combination with two known ones. The phrase is associated with alchemy. It is Latin for third something. That's your third person. It is. The, the placenta becomes the third party or third person. Like now think about it. think about that. Yeah. I want no before I forget this. You got the United States as one party to the contract, and you have Rome for the Americas mm-hmm. as another party. Yep. Who's the third party? The third party's created out of that. No, the placenta's the third party. Okay, got it. When the placenta falls to oh, the soil oh, of right. America, it yeah, becomes yeah. the third party. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's the bond that makes you responsible for the public debt. Because it's your biology. It leads back to you. Mm -hmm. It holds you accountable. So a tertium quid refers to an unidentified third element that is in combination with two known ones. The phrase is associated with alchemy. It is Latin for third something, literally third what? So the placenta is the third what? It, it, it's the third party. It's the third person. Mm-hmm. Go down to where it says in Christology. Okay. In the, Christ, the Christological debates, we're talking about Christ now, mm-hmm. uh, of the fourth century, tertium quid, it was, re, it was used to refer to the followers of uh, Apollinaris, who spoke of Christ as something neither human nor divine, but a mixture of the two and therefore a third thing. Well, so the placenta is the third thing. Mm-hmm. It's the Christ. Yeah. But to be fair, um, I like to say Jesus and Christ are two different things. Mm-hmm. I, Christ to me is a consciousness or um, the mind where Jesus becomes the body. And when you put the two together, you have the mind and the body, which, which is the whole man. Mm-hmm. But they cut it. They cut the body. They separate the body from the mind mm-hmm. and they put they, they, they don't tell you what they did and then they certificate the, 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 the biology the body yeah. and they put that on deposit to hold you accountable for the public debt yeah. of the United States of America yeah. or the public to whatever country you're living in mm-hmm. That's what the, this is a public debt but the public ultimately is the city. It's the greater good. There's yeah. only one city. Right. It's Vatican City. Vatican City. I mean, it could be the city of London or city of or the District of Columbia. Well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the point is, is that in all of it, there's ultimately only one mm-hmm. of those cities. The greater good is one. It's mm-hmm. Rome. Yeah. That's, it's Rome. Yeah. Um, so now look at it. When you look at privity of contract, the next paragraph down says the premise is, by the way, we're at Wikipedia for privity of contract. Second paragraph says the premise is that only parties to contracts should be able to sue to enforce their rights or claim damages as such. However, the doctrine has proven problematic because of its implications for contracts made for the benefit of third parties who are unable to enforce the obligations of the contracting parties. It says third parties. Yeah. The placenta is the third party. Is the third party. And it says unable to enforce. Why are you unable to enforce your 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 rights? Because you don't know yeah. that you're a third party. Yeah. You don't know that you're being held accountable as the public debt, uh-huh. to the public debt. You yeah. don't know that. Mm-hmm. You, you're celebrating your fucking birthday. Right. You don't realize that that birthday party is the third party. Mm-hmm. It's the third party to the contract between the United States and America, or the United States and Rome. <sighs> Roman Catholicism, I should mm-hmm. say. Latin Catholicism. Latin Catholics. Yeah. It says, 
third parties who are unable to enforce the obligations of the contracting parties. So you got the United States and America as the contracting parties, Mm -hmm. but you're pulled into it as the security Mm -hmm. to the public debt. Yeah. And the public is civil. Civil rights, that's the civil war, and that war is going on because of the cut umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. The moment you're whole, the war ends. Yeah. The North and the South are one again. The mind and the body are one again. Mm -hmm. Capital and labor are one again. Mm -hmm. The coin of the realm is no longer clipped. Right. And you're sovereign. Mm -hmm. And the sovereign doesn't worry about this shit. Mm Mm-mm. It says, in England and Wales, the doctrine has been substantially weakened by the contracts, and this says Rights of Third Parties Act of 1999, which created a statutory exception to privity and its enforceable third-party rights. I'm, I'm going to go to that Third Parties Act in a second, but let's just go down to where it says third-party rights. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Privity of contract occurs only between the parties to the contract. That's the United States and mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. You're not a party. You're, you've, you've, you're the security. You're the goods and services. You're the bond. Mm-hmm. You become the bond. Mm-hmm. You're the bondage. You're the bonded. Yeah. You're, you're what holds it together through your beliefs. Yep. Through your birthday. But that also makes you the security. Yes. So when there's an issue, when there's a problem at the United States level, they bring you in. When there's a problem at the America level, they bring you in. Mm-hmm. And you don't know it. Mm-hmm. You, we don't even realize that, that we're... We are the payment. We're the coin of the realm. We're we're the form of payment. So the United States has a piece of us on deposit, um, or it's being held as a stake. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's and and somebody's a stakeholder, Mm -hmm. and that's again the stake. When you drive a stake into the ground, that stake now has coordinates, doesn't it? Mm When you drive a stake into the ground, that becomes a marker. Yes. Well, that's what the birth certificate is. It evidences the location where your biology fell to the ground. That mark is the stake. Yes. If you leave your biology on the ground, it becomes a stake in the game. Right. In the card game. Mm-hmm. Of course, the card is also known as the birth certificate. That's a, that's your card. Mm-hmm. How did you get in the game? You accepted the deal. Mm-hmm. You were dealt a bad hand mm-hmm. <laughs> to the birthday, but nevertheless, you're in the game now because you're holding a card. Yeah. And when somebody says they're holding all the cards, that's a, that's usually saying that they're unbeatable. Yeah. Well, somebody's holding all the cards all the time, mm-hmm. and it ain't you. Mm-hmm. Debbie told me not to use the word ain't. Uh, um, look what it says here privity of contract we're down at third party rights privity of contract occurs only between the parties to a contract that means if you're not a party you don't have privity right goes on to say more commonly contract of sale of goods or services goods the unborn of animals Animals. Mm -hmm. they're selling the unborn version of you yep 
when you take the birthday and claim it, that's you selling your soul. Wow. You're putting your soul in commerce. Mm-hmm. The goods, the unborn version of you, is that cattle. It is that that security. That's what you're putting on deposit. You're securing your your place in the game with your body. Yes. Wow. That's why sheriffs get body attachments. Mm-hmm. So they can bring you in. They even say, haul your ass in. Of course, mm-hmm. an ass is a field animal. Yes. So it says, contract of sale of goods or services. Um, horizontal privity arises when the benefits from a contract are to be given to a third party. Look at that. The benefits from a contract are to be given to a third party. That's that birth certificated person. Yeah. Vertical privity involves a contract between two parties with an independent contract between one of the parties and another individual or corporation. What I'm getting at is that the third person, third party, is the placenta, the birth certificated placenta. Mm-hmm. And by us agreeing or accepting or celebrating the birthday, we are ex- allowing that tertium quid placenta to become the third party. The third party. In the privity contract. And so it becomes the bond between the United States and America. Mm-hmm. But it's also, um, it's that hyphen, Judeo-Christian, mm-hmm. Judeo-Christian. Mm-hmm. They're using, I'm going to say, and this is a, a little bit of a stretch because I can, vis- I can envision it, but it's going to be hard for people. I believe that they take, let's say, the umbilical cord, mm-hmm. and they cut an exact amount mm-hmm. from everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's say one inch mm-hmm. from everybody. And that is, it evidences equality. Mm-hmm. Each of us, it has one inch on deposit. Mm-hmm. That's equal. It's all equal. Mm-hmm. It's all equal then. Everybody's equal at one inch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're seven foot five or, or two foot six. Mm-hmm. They have one inch on deposit. And that one inch evidence is equality. Now, I call it the Procrucian cut, but that one inch is equality. Now they have one inch of everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. But the placenta is on one side of the umbilical cord and the baby's on the other side. So that one inch is the hyphen. It's the connection between the United States unborn Christian and the heathen baby on the land um, indigenous person. It's It's the one inch on deposit. It's the umbilical cord that connects the two. On one side, you have the Jew, Jew, the Judeo, and on the other side, you have the Christian, or they might be reversed. But either way, it's the umbilical cord that ties them together. It's the hyphen. Wow. So I believe that the hyphen is the bond. Wow. The hyphen or the umbilical cord is the bond, the one inch that everybody puts on deposit, 
that bonds the United States to America. Wow. You see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. And, and yet, if you're whole, if you get in front of the cut, if you refer, if, if you're a pacifist and you don't agree to the act of violence to cut itself, and you're whole, then you don't need to be put back together by the state known as the District of Columbia. Correct. You see what I'm getting at? Yes, absolutely. Because you're healthy. You're mm-hmm. already healthy. Healthy and holy. Mm-hmm. You're whole and healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you're whole and healthy, you don't need their help, their administrative process to be put back together. Because mm-hmm. you already are whole. Mm-hmm. And, and the evidence of that is that you're still breathing. Yes. And as long as you're still breathing, you, you're still using that biology. If you're still using the biology, then at no point can they cut you apart without disfiguring you. Right. At no point without harm. Absolutely. It's, it's criminal to cut off your arm. It's criminal to cut off your leg. It's criminal to cut the umbilical cord. Yes, it is. They amputated a piece of your biology, mm-hmm. a, p- a piece of your biological estate. Yes. And they took it away. Mm-hmm. That's criminal. Mm-hmm. I don't know who did it. I know that the medical association is participating in it. I'm, I'm very, I'm certain that they're earning huge amounts of money from the insurance in- industry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they're... What's, what's interesting um, is that years ago, I kind of, I thought, holy cow... When a baby is born in a hospital, uh, they, they ring a bell. Hmm. They, I don't know if they still do, but that's... A, and, and, and Lloyd's of London, there's an old... You can watch some of the old archival films. When a ship leaves harbor... They ring a bell. They ring a bell. Mm-hmm. When an angel gets its wings, they, they ring, ring a bell. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are the same. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, they um, an angel gets its wings... When they cut the cord and they they do what? Um, They rapture the soul of that individual. So that angel's getting its wings. The the left-behind Christian uh, afterbirth is actually the angel, the fallen angel or whatever, Mm -hmm. getting its wings. The the commercial vessel is leaving port. Mm -hmm. It's the bell rings. Mm -hmm. Um, And a baby's born. Mm -hmm. It's all the same exact moment. Wow. I think they still ring a bell in a hospital. Hmm. And of course, hospitals were created by the Knights Hospitallers. Mm-hmm. And the Knights Hospitallers were there to do what? Except Christian pilgrims. Mm-hmm. So, again, all of these nonsensical stories that have been passed down that we are now stuck with because of our own beliefs and, and the acceptance of a birthday, which means nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, the the birthday itself is about 280 days after the act of creation. Yes. So what is a birthday other than a commercial um, act? Yeah. It's the birth of a commercial ship mm-hmm. or a, or a, or a uh, citizenship franchise. Yeah. That's all it is. Yep. And that citizenship is a world citizenship at this point. Yeah. And for ecum- ecumenical commerce. Right, and it's the third party to this privy contract. Which is really party. easy. Again, all you have to do is go to Shakespeare and read The Merchant of Venice mm-hmm. and realize that the security for that boat in that play was a pound of flesh. Yes, it was. And the average weight to a placenta is 1.1 1. 1 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
So the pound of flesh that's on deposit is just like in a merchant of Venice. Go read it. Yeah. yeah. And who's taking the pound? Who's willing to take the pound of flesh? The lawyer, isn't it? A Jewish banker. banker. Yeah. A Jewish banker. A Jewish banker. A Jewish lender. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's just Shakespeare. <laughs> anyway, back to third-party rights. Um, next paragraph down says, if a third party, if a third party gets a benefit under a contract, it does it does not have the right to go against the parties to the contract beyond its entitlement to a benefit. Look at that. So again, there, the parties and the third party are not the same. <laughs> the two parties that I believe um, are, in, in this case, I'm speaking specifically of the United States and America. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to look at it this way, the United States and Rome. Mm-hmm. Those are the two, two parties, or the Catholic Church, I should say. Right. Um, they're separate. The United States is an overlay on top of the Americas. The Americas were actually claimed by Rome in 1493 through Inter the Doctrine of Discovery. Um, there has to be a, an agreement between the United States and Rome. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we, through our own blood sacrifice, our own present or presence, that is the sacrifice that allows this commerce, this commercial, ecumenical commercial system to work. Mm-hmm. It is your body. Your body is the deposit. Your body is the um, the sacrifice. Your life is a sacrifice for this ecumenical um, economy. Yeah. Well, it's the goods and service. It becomes the goods and services. Mm -hmm. So the goods is the biology that's sacrificed. And then, of course, the funeral is the service. Mm. So the lamb, the amnion, the lamb of God is sacrificed. And then they perform the service Mm -hmm. for the sacrifice. And they get paid for the service. The burial. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, they already have the deed to Mm -hmm. the land where you're buried. Right. Okay. Um, It goes on to say, an example of this occurs when a manufacturer sells a product to a distributor. Now, I had to write this out. A manufacturer um, sells the product to to a distributor, and the distributor sells the product to a retailer. The retailer then sells the product to a consumer. There is no privity of contract between the manufacturer and the consumer. Let's let's draw it out. Okay. You got a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Then you have a distributor. Mm-hmm. Then you have a retailer. Mm-hmm. And then you have an end user consumer. Right. There's four positions there. Manufacturer, to the distributor, to the retailer, to the consumer. Right. They're saying that the manufacturer... Between the the one that creates the manufacturer and the the consumer, the one that's using, there's no privity. That's crazy. Wow. There's no. I mean, think about that. There's no privity. I mean, again, go back up to the de- the definition of privity. It says is a common law principle which provides that a contract that a contract cannot confer rights or impose obligations upon any person who's not. A party to the contract. So go back down here where it says manufacturer, distributor, retailer, consumer. The manufacturer is the creation. 
Yeah. And the consumer is the one using that creation. Yeah. When I say I and the father, I and the father are one. Am I not both the manufacturer and the user? Yes. I'm both. Yes. There is no middleman. There's no distributor. There is no retailer. No. Between the zygote and this moment as I speak, I am both the manufacturer, the zygote, and the user, the consumer. Yes. I'm both. Yes. That means that uh, I'm, if there's only one, there is not. Uh, there's no need for a contract no. at all. There's no contract between the zygote and me. No. Because I and the father are one. Right. I don't require a middleman no. between those two positions unless they cut the cord and they place a piece of me on deposit to create those two middle positions. Right. The distributor and the retailer. And there could be I, I have a feeling the distributor's Rome mm -hmm. and the retailer is the United States. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So by cutting the cord and placing a piece of me on deposit, they have Rome uh, uh, and their salvation efforts and the United States and its salvage operations or vice versa. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting at is they become the middleman. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that the zygote and me are one. It doesn't even matter if they cut it and they put it anywhere. The fact is, is I'm still using it. There is no abandonment. There is no need to discover there. In fact, you can't discover something that... I'm still using. Well, there's no goods or services to make a contract, a sale of contract. There's no need for either the goods or services because the goods don't exist separately from me. Right. And, and, if the, and if the goods don't die or, or there's no decedent to state or there's no sacrifice, the service is not required. Right. That's why I think that the world is in turmoil right now. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have that bond. Mm -hmm. That they don't have the sacrifice anymore. Yeah, and they're trying to dupe people into it any way they can. Well, I mean, by getting somebody to agree to a, a vaccine, mm -hmm. um, that's a form of sacrifice if you look at it. And, and it might even be a an actual sacrifice. They might actually die because of that thing. Well, right. And they also can also, we can go into the patents, um, patentable things too. With right. Them. So now you take a patentable product and you let them bind their their, their product to your biology. Right. Even though it's a, it's a, um, a monster. Mm hmm it is a uh, chimera mm -hmm. um, or chimera. It is it is a monstrosity um, by by you allowing them to attach their product to your biology. Uh, it's an adulteration, mm -hmm. um, but it is an agreement. Mm -hmm. It's a like you know a protection a protection racket. Um, next line says. This, however, and I'm talking manufacturer, distributor, retailer, consumer. Mm -hmm. I had to draw it out. I wanted to see what it looked like on paper. Mm -hmm. So I wrote manufacturer, distributor, retailer, consumer. Yeah. And I looked at that. I said, well, manufacturer is the creative process. Mm -hmm. And consumer is the user. Mm -hmm. But if the zygote is the creative process, the thing created itself, and I'm the user of that biology, and they're one and the same thing, me and the zygote are one, yeah. Then, then, then there's there is no distributor, there is no retailer, no. unless I allow that piece to get lost and then salvaged or you know through salvation to be found. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, I'm I'm sorry, I'm still using it. Right. I never lost it. I never abandoned it. It's always been with me. Mm -hmm. 
mean, if somebody came in right now, opened my gate and chainsawed my arm off and my arm fell to the ground and they picked it up off the ground and said, hey, this arm fell on the soil of Illinois. This arm fell on the soil of Winnebago County. This arm fell on the soil of, uh, of the city of Rockford. Well, first of all, there was, an, there was a violent act of the chainsawing of my arm. Right. I think we might want to address that act first. First. Mm-hmm. Because that act of violence, um, ex injuria, that act of violence negates everything found based upon that act of violence. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Yep. The cutting of the umbilical cord is, is it falls under ex injuria, just non orator. Mm-hmm. And also fraud vitiates. You get all, all vitiates all. all. Mm-hmm. So, again, the privity of contract, we're, we're going to keep going on this is the fact that there's two parties out there that have an agreement. Mm -hmm. And they have pulled us in through the placenta of the birthday. They pulled us into it as a third party. How did they do it? Well, a piece of us fell to the ground upon amputation, a violent act. That's Haslam versus Lockwood. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what do you have? You have those two parties fighting over whose property that biology is, Mm -hmm. whose property that security is. Yep. In fact, it's neither. It doesn't belong to either of them. It doesn't belong to either because it doesn't exist. Yeah. If there is no intentional abandonment. Yeah. There has to be an intent to abandon. That's why they want everybody to agree that we're all one. Mm-hmm. They want everybody to agree that this is all one patriotic organization. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. Those people that want to be party to that have at it. Mm-hmm. Go put on your team jersey. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want anything to do with that nonsense. Mm-mm. Because it's it's harmful to me. Right. I don't want, when my neighbor does something wrong, I don't want to be punished for it. Mm-mm. I had enough of that in school. <laughs> you know what? In, in, in 1977, Rockford mm-hmm. voted down a referendum. Uh, and it eliminated all extracurricular activities in schools. Oh, wow. Now, we had nine high schools. Wow. And all those other small schools, all the, the junior highs and all the, you know, the grade schools, there were no extracurricular activities in any school. Wow. It was a $400,000 referendum in 1977, or 76, 77. And when Rockford had had enough, it was a property tax, one half of 1% or whatever, mm-hmm. they were trying to raise an additional 400000 mm-hmm. um, Again, more more strong-arm criminal activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but they what they did is when... The, the Rockford uh, voters voted it down, um, the referendum, they punished the kids, the mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And so they, they didn't allow any extracurricular activities because they said, well, the money has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the sad part about that is that I know our track team alone, track and cross-country team alone, one school out of nine high schools, just the scholarships lost from that one mm-hmm. team would have amounted to at least 400000 Mm-hmm. So the short-sightedness, or basically just the threat, I mean, the, the strong-arm activities of this, this, this political organization, or this, the, the, the politics, and, and then punishing the children for it, mm-hmm. um, this place is a nightmare. Well, I was in Catholic school, fifth 
uh, sixth grade, if anything happened in the cat that school, our class spent our uh, recesses writing lines. Didn't matter what happened in the school. It was assumed that somebody in our class did it, and so therefore we got to write lines. I mean, it was it would got and of course kids' creativity. The guys who were probably doing it were the ones that had money, and they'd pay some of the other kids to do it. And then other people would. We got to where we could write the lines with we'd we'd have four pens in our hand because you'd have to write a certain number of them. Right. You know, but I it you know again. It was just this assumption and presumption, and we had, we didn't even know who it was. Yeah, I don't want to be punished for what you do wrong. Exactly, and that's what they got. They got uh, one giant neck, one giant global John Doe mm-hmm. that they can punish anybody at any point. Yep, for any reason because somebody's got to be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, so it might, we might as well just punish you because you have collectively agreed to to assume um, the John Doe position. Yeah, you've agreed to be the scapegoat. You're the you're the bend over. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, last paragraph down. Listen to this. This is amazing. It says this, however, does not mean that the parties that the parties do not have another form of action. For instance, in Donahue versus Stevenson, a fr- this is amazing to me. Listen to this. A friend of Mrs. Donahue bought her a bottle of ginger beer. Okay? And the shop owner uh, uh, says, wait, let me, let me start over. A friend of Mrs. Donahue bought her a bottle of ginger beer, which contained... The partially decomposed remains of a snail. Wow. Okay, so you buy me a beer. And in that bottle of beer, there's some partially decomposed biological remains mm-hmm. in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so make it per- make it so we can understand it. You bought me a drink. You bought me a beer. Mm-hmm. I open it up, and I'm drinking it, and there's there's some decomposing biology in there Mm -hmm. in the bottle yep since the contract was between her friend and the shop owner so i don't you i i'm i'm the one drinking the beer yep but the contract was between you and who you bought that beer from Mm -hmm. okay it says between her friend and the shop owner mrs donahue me cannot sue under the contract but was but but it was established that the manufacturer was in breach of duty of care owed to her. Okay, so think about this. You go up to a counter and you buy me a beer. Mm-hmm. I open it and I start drinking it, and there's some biological de- decomposing biology in that bottle. Mm-hmm. You have an agreement. Be- I mean, you bought the beer, mm-hmm. so there's an agreement between you and the one who sold you the beer. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I might have been injured. I might be getting sick because of the beer, but I don't have any recourse towards the one that you bought the beer from. Right. Because the contract is between you and the one who sold you the beer. Mm-hmm. It goes. So what it says here, it says that I, the one that drank the beer, um, I can go after the one who brewed the beer, the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You're out. You're you're done. 
Mm-hmm. I, the only way I have recourse is I have to go to the manufacturer. Wow. Uh, the one who brewed the beer. So that's what it says here. Mm-hmm. It says, but it was established that the manufacturer was in it was in breach of duty of care owed to me. Mm-hmm. So if I brew the beer the, the, as the manufacturer, I have a duty of care to those consuming that product. Mm-hmm. Now the one that's the, 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 the one that bought the the beer from the manufacturer, put it on his shelf, and the one who purchased the beer, you, you're out. Mm-hmm. You you bought the beer for me. You hand the beer to me, and all of a sudden, and, and but the one that owns the shop, the one that put it on his shelf, um, both are out. You're out. The, the, we're talking about the the distributor and the retailer. So there, it's still consumer to manufacturer. So now we're right back to me, the end user, the one drinking the beer. I have to go to the manufacturer mm-hmm. in order to be able to get any relief or justice. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. Think about the placenta as being a birth certificate, birth certificated person. Somebody created that. Mm-hmm. We're talking Title 30, 35 USC 101, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Let's go to 35 USC 101. Okay. 35 USC 101. 35 USC 101. Is it 101 or 112? Um, no, it's 101. Invention, it is 101. Invention's patentable. Mm-hmm. 101. Okay, so 35 USC 101. Inventions patentable. It says whoever invents... By the way, 1952. Birth certificate started. No, in, what yeah. else happened in 1952? Um, I don't remember. Passports! That's right. I mean, passports. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry, passports. But passports were 1952. Yeah, passports. Yeah, sorry. So passports directly correlate to invention. With this invention patentable. Absolutely. Wow. That's because what's on deposit is this patented product. Which is what the passport is for. The passport identifies your link to that deposit. Mm-hmm. Look what it says here. Whoever invents or discovers any new and useful process, machine, manufacture, or composition of matter. Is the placenta a composition of matter? Yes. It's a fetal maternal organ. Mm-hmm. It's a composition mm-hmm. of fetal biology and mom's biology. It's a composition of matter. Mm-hmm. It says, or any new and useful improvement thereof, or improvement thereof, may obtain a patent, therefore, subject to the conditions and requirements of this title. It says July 19th, 1952. So they created, the the placenta became a patented product that then was able to be put on deposit to then issue a passport based upon that deposit. Wow. You see this? I do. Okay. So the invention patentable is identifying maybe the guilty party. If you can find out who who holds the patent on that birth certificate, if you can find out who actually patented that process, in other words, in order for the birth certificate to exist. What is the birth certificate for? It evidences the patent. Mm -hmm. It is the patent, more than Mm -hmm. likely. Mm -hmm. So you're holding this patented product as agent. 
You're acting for the as the agent over this patent. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. No. You think it's your birthday. You think it's your name. Yep. But by by acting the way we do towards that birth certificated person, we become the trustee. Yep. And we use it for our personal gain. And if we're using public property for personal gain, what would that be considered? Public parts. Uh, that's. Um if we're taking public property for personal use, it's that's em- criminal. It's embezzlement. <laughs> it's embezzlement. Yeah. We're embezzling. We're actually using public property for personal gain. Yeah. Wow. There's no way, there's no way to escape this. Mm-mm. The only way to end it is to understand all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath. Yeah. And, and to end... And the cutting and deposition of this biology. Yeah. The t- cutting and taking. Yeah. People have to recognize that that biology they're taking from you, they're putting that biology, they're creating a patented product. Yeah. A composition of matter giving rise to a title. Yeah. That looks like a birth certificate name. Yep. Wow. But look what it says here. I love this example. Back to you buying me a beer. Mm-hmm. It says a friend of Kurt's bought him a bottle of beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which contained the partially decomposed remains mm-hmm. of a man, mm-hmm. a human. Yep. I'm actually saying, they they said it was of a snail. Yeah, well, we know about shells and snails and all those things. And we, we realize that the snail and the shell, or the shell and the snail. But, so, inside of the shell is the remains of the baby. Mm-hmm. Inside of the shell is the snail. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fetal biology that is still connected to the maternal biology. Yes. They're calling it a snail. Yeah. I'm saying it's human remains. Yes. And it's and it's mine. Yes. So inside of this bottle of beer is human remains. Yeah. That I'm consuming. Yes. That I'm consuming. You're consuming. So now I want you to think about the patented um, material. Okay. I, it's feto maternal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still using the fetal property. Right. So it's living. It's not decomposing. No. But the part that that was attached to it. The maternal. The maternal. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom has passed. Mm-hmm. So so the maternal biology is, is not living. Right. So I'm dragging around that decedent biology. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that that material itself, the material that, that is evidenced by the birth certificate, if it's living and they give it back to me, no crime. Right. But if it's not living and I'm, and I'm using it, it's like drinking um, out of a bottle that has waste material in it. Yeah. So by using the birth certificate, that's evidencing mm-hmm. the waste material. Yes. And, and there's a crime there. Mm-hmm. So whoever manufactured that birth certificated character, 
that decedent estate, whoever manufactured that, whoever's holding the patent to it, is subject to lawsuit by the end user that, that would be me. You, the consumer. Wow. I'm the, I'm the consumer, but I don't know who created the birth certificate. Right. After all these years, I never cared enough to, to look into that. But somebody might know mm-hmm. who holds the patent to the birth certificated um, composition of matter. Wow. I don't know. But whoever holds that is, is, is criminally negligent. Yeah. Because all it evidences is dead biology. Breach of duty of care. Of duty of care. So they're letting me use a product that they know is going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. By using the birth certificate, I'm being harmed. Yes, you or are. Or potentially harmed. Mm-hmm. When a cop pulls you over and asks for your birthday, or beats you to death in the street, it's because of the birth certificate. Yes. That's the potential harm. Mm-hmm. The fact that you could be pulled over and tased yes. is because of the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. If the birth certificate doesn't exist, then they don't have those abilities. They don't have those the, the rights to act upon that patented product. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're, they're there to serve and protect the patent. Yes. They're not there to serve and protect you. No, not at all. They're protecting the owner of that patent. Yes. And if you're found out they're using that that property or misusing it, they're gonna they can beat you to death in the street. Yes. Because you don't have a right to use that without permission, mm-hmm. which is the license itself, the driver's license. Right. So unless you have a license, you don't have a right to use your own biology based upon this invention, patentable thirty five USC one oh one. Wow. What I'm getting at is privity of contract. I don't have a contract Mm-mm. with either the United States or America. Mm-mm. I don't need one. If I'm whole from fertilization to last breath, then there's no piece of me on deposit that makes me a third party. Yep. So they can't join me as surety for their claims, either one, the church or the state. Right. I, they can't join me. But what they get us to do is to agree. We end up, we're the ones that are making the, vol- we're volunteering the information. We're volunteering our rights away by claiming a birthday. Yeah. The, it, it, there's a lot of people out there that think that the legal name is the problem. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm. The legal name only exists because of the birth. Right. And the birth only exists because of the cut. Mm-hmm. No cut, no birth, no birth, no title. No title, no legal name. Yep. All you have to do is eliminate the, the, the act, the cut, the act of violence itself, and you eliminate the third party. If you eliminate the third party, then you cannot be joined to the contract. Yep. You see how easy this is? Yep. But there's so many people going in the wrong direction or arguing that the legal name is the problem. It is not. The legal name exists because of the cut. Mm-hmm. No cut, no remains. Yeah. No remains, no inventions patentable at 35 USC uh, 101 no. composition of matter. No composition of matter left behind to be discovered. The discovery process in the courts. Yep. Or when they say... Uh, we need to take your statement or your deposition. Mm-hmm. Th- that deposition means deposit. Yep. And you and a deposit means a stake in the game. Yep. So when you place a deposit, you're also staking yourself in the game. Yes. A game you don't even know you're playing. Dang, that's right. 
I want you to make him an offer he can't refuse, which means I want you to make him an offer that he doesn't even know he's playing in a game. Mm -hmm. Because we can beat him every time. Yeah, absolutely. He can beat us every time. Every time. Every Every once in a while they let somebody go just to make it look like it's fair. It's not. By the way, the word fair... Well, F A. The word fair. Well, the word fair means um, it's just it's 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 a bazaar. It's a place where things are um, wares are sold. Yes. A fair is like like the medieval fair is where you go buy things. Yeah, F A I R E fair. Mm-hmm. Or, or without the E. Yeah. Well, we've got it without the E now, but it's still a yeah. We go. I go to the county fair every year. <laughs> and those and those fairs are subject to a certain type of court system. Yeah. It's called the law merchant. Yeah. The law merchant is the court system that we're subjected to when they say, uh, if somebody says, well, that ain't fair, so you want fair? Mm-mm. Well, that's the law merchant. That's where yeah. merchants get together and argue over, over things. Yes. That's what that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Over goods. <laughs> over goods and services mm-hmm. provided by merchants. Yes. Um, wow. Let's keep going here. So again, it says, since the contract was between her friend and the shop owner, um, Mrs. Donahue could not sue under the contract. So the contract between the United States and America, I I can't sue. Mm -mm. And they even say that. It's very clear. Yeah. So there's no recourse for me unless I can get to the one that actually manufactures the birth certificate. Wow. Well, who's going to claim that? I mean, I bet you could never find who owns the patent to the birth certificate. Mm-mm. No. I bet it's so well hidden that you could never find who actually owns the patent to the composition of matter that gives rise to the birth certificate. And if it isn't, it will be after this call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look what it says here. Um, so think about that. So I use a birthday. I use a birth certificate that actually is tainted by human remains. Yeah. Mm. The birthday that I celebrate has a dead body attached to it. Yes, it does. It has a decomposing remains. It has a partially consumed remains. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, anytime I even claim the birthday, if I use the birth certificate, there's a dead body attached to it. It is truly weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying that 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 fucking lamb. Wow. I'm carrying the lamb of God, the amnion, my whole life. 62 plus years old, and I still got that goddamn amnion on me. Yeah. It's a, it's a parasite. Mm-hmm. It, it undermines my own existence, my presence. It undermines. It's taking all of the value, all of the life, every pro- the productivity. It's undermining. Yeah. Think about having a piece of ground where the guy next door is digging a hole and he digs the hole underneath your yard mm-hmm. and he's extracting all the gold out of your yard. Mm-hmm. He's undermining from an adjacent property. Yep. The, the, the placenta has two pieces of property, two pieces of ground, my fetal property and my mom's um property mm-hmm. my mom's property is, is laid claim to by rome and rome is undermining my life yes absolutely. from that adjacent property yep they're able to undermine my own presence yep through that historical birth certificate yes 
You see what I'm getting at? Absolutely. I'm blown away, but that people don't get this it's, shit. It makes me sick to my stomach, guys. It makes me sick to my stomach too. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done consuming that that decompo that that tainted biology. Yeah. I'm not going to carry that fucking dead lamb on my shoulders anymore. Yeah. By the way, look at look at look at that. I, I get sick. I'm sickened by all these fucking poems and shit. You know, footprints, footprints. Let me. Let, I'm going to go to that one. I used to think that was so cool when I read it, thinking, "Wow, there's somebody out there supporting me or helping me." Mm-hmm. Look at this. I'm going to go to footprints, the poem. You've you've seen this before. Yeah. I think I used to have a copy of it. I I know I did too. Uh, yeah, footprints. Um, poem. There it is. So I'm going to read this. God, I hate this fucking thing. Uh, Footprints in the sand. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Footprints in the... By the way, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, but the, 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 the implications... Well, and I just want to say prior to this that there's... Again, they're walking along the beach and whatever law case do we have about a beach and they found a shell and yes i'm just saying that washed up on the shore yes i'm just saying that's the placenta on the shore that washes up it's also in the new colossus that's on the statue of liberty um the 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 refuse the wretched refuse on Mm -hmm. the the, team on the teeming shores or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah it is the material the biology that is found when you come to the new world outside the womb, your boat, your vessel, your ark is found without its captain. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the material that is found on shore. Mm-hmm. And so once by the more, way, they're doing it by the be- on the beach. <laughs> on the beach, everything's always on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, probably the best movie ever that that evidences this is called The Majestic. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Jim Carrey movie, okay. and and he actually drives off of a bridge and and he falls into the the water into a river and his body is found and he, he wakes up on shore oh wow and then and, and he and everybody in the community where he's found mistakes him for somebody else the mm. best movie ever regarding this matter mm. by the way he's mistaken for a man that died in world war ii oh wow Oh yeah, this is exact. The movie is—it's called *The Majestic*. Hell, I'm going to probably watch it today yeah. now. Anyway, so here's here's footprints in the sand, and don't get me wrong—it's a beautiful poem. Mm-hmm. But the implications are—they want you to to get the goosebumps. They want you to feel the presence of another when, mm-hmm. in fact, that other is you. You and the one carrying you are one and the same. I mm-hmm. and the father are one. The zygote and me are one and the same. I am the one carrying me. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying me. The amnion is me. I'm carrying me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the definition of beach is? <laughs> I had to look Uh-oh. it up. What does it say? <laughs> well, it says loose, worn pebbles of a seashore, but it says it comes from the Sussex, Sussex and Kent dialect, and it means pebbles worn by the waves. Pebbles worn by the waves. Mm-hmm. Pebble. Yeah. Stone, rock. Rock. Mm-hmm. Again, and that rock, the rock of ages, um, the stone that Peter says, upon this rock I will build my church. Mm-hmm. That's the placenta. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, um, footprints in the sand. 
it is beautiful, but the implications is horrifying. It says, one night, I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you once said... You said once, I decided to follow you. You'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. So, I mean, and I got goosebumps even thinking about this poem. Mm -hmm, What I'm getting at is that I am both the Lord and the body. Mm -hmm. I'm the Lord over my biology. When I abandon myself and I allow others to lord over me, I'm abandoning the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm allowing other people to be responsible for my existence. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is that only I, I and the Father, I and the Lord are one and the same. The Amnion and me are one. Mm-hmm. The only one responsible for me is me. And what they get us to do is choose church or state. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, well, the state's responsible. No, the church is responsible. No, I am, and I alone am. Well, for when I, when I have full responsibility, Linda, when I have full responsibility and full liability, I have the only voice. Yeah. The only voice. There is no other party. There's no third person. There's no other parties involved in my life. There's nobody that has an equitable interest in my biology. Absolutely. When I hear people talking about equity, I cringe. Mm-hmm. Because they want me to agree to equity. Yeah. As a 100% owner, there is no equity. No. Uh-uh. Well, the, just the line, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sands, knowing what I know now. Right. That's... Too, that's and in, that's proof of two timelines. It is two mm-hmm. timelines. Two timelines. And they, they want, I mean, and, and look what it says here. It was then that I carried you. When there's only one set of footprints, mm-hmm. you're whole. I carry myself. Yes, you're whole. You're W-H-O-L-E. When there's mm-hmm. only one set of footprints, you're not beside yourself. Right, exactly. When there's only one set of footprints, you're not allowing another to exist two timelines yeah one set of footprints is you being whole yeah and that's the that look at that's the final line it was then that i carried you mm-hmm. that's you and the lord as one yeah you, the lord master over your existence your biology you become one well it's i and the father are one i and the father are one it's holy it's healthy it's, it's holy it's healthy even a, even a District of Columbia evidences that. Mm-hmm. So when again, Luke five thirty one, um, they that are whole, W H O L E, need not a physician. If you don't need a physician, you don't need the forensic courts to put you back together again. Mm-mm. 
You don't need the forensic courts to put you back together again. That's what the Department of Justice was created for. Yep. If you look it up, you'll probably it'll probably correlate with the the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done that, but I don't really have to. Um, so duty of care. We're back to third party rights. So the manufacturer has a duty of care to the end user. Who's that? And we think about that. Do you realize whoever's holding the zygotic afterbirth material is holding the manufacturer position? Yes. They- so wherever whoever stole my biology by cutting the umbilical cord, whoever took that away, they're the manufacturer at this point on, of record. Yeah. So whoever has that biology on deposit that's that's actually pretending to protect me, they're the ones that are putting me in harm's way. They're the ones that have a duty of care. Yeah. We need to get sui generis on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he'll listen. Yeah, I know um, he will. But the whole idea is that the reality is that the zygote is the ultimate manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it is the father of the embryo. It is the father of the fetus. It is the father of the baby. So the zygote manufactured the fruit. Mm-hmm. If if you understand fertilization as the the act of creation leading to the origin of the species known as zygote, when you know all that. Mm-hmm. And you can actually make the statement all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath. When you know there's only one timeline and it began at fertilization, mm-hmm. not the Gregorian calendar. Yep. When you understand that, then, then and only then, are all of these um, uh, contentions... Um, Anybody making these false claims that, that you are a third party, all of that goes away. Yeah. Oh, but you have to know the truth. John eight thirty two, mm-hmm. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yes. Um, but again, the manufacturer and the end user are one and the same yeah. when it comes to biology. Biology. But when they separate the two, when they put the manufacturer on deposit, and, get, and which gives rise to a, you know, uh, a 35 USC 101 inventions patentable. Mm-hmm. Whoever put that material on deposit and in, and and created that invention mm-hmm. is liable for all the harm that's ever been done to any of us, mm-hmm. based upon that birth certificate. They're the ones liable. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. You know, they make me a trustee by me claiming that birthday, but that is not my birth. That birth is not my birth. Mm-mm. It's it, it it that birth is the result. It's it's the product of an act of violence. Yes, which begins the war over an end, mm-hmm. and that end happens to be the beginning, and that beginning happens to evidence both the act of creation and the origin of the species. That's what we're fighting about. We're fighting over our our origin. Yep, but we don't have to fight because, as a pacifist, that cut cannot be accepted. Because it's an act of violence. Yes, absolutely. What's really weird about the, the, the idea of what I just said is that Quakers mm-hmm. are called friends, and Quakers are also um, against violence. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that the birth certificate um, 
evidences that blood deposit, mm-hmm. the sacrifice, the Jesus deposit. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is that in, in 1971, a Quaker took the United States off the gold standard. Yes. Richard Nixon was a Quaker. Mm-hmm. And he took the United States off the gold standard, and he basically connected the United States dollar to Mideast oil. Yes. Mideast, like Jerusalem. Wow. He connected, and oil is also known as a salve or blood. Mm -hmm. So he put the dollar... Um, he connected the when he took it off the gold standard, he put it on the blood standard hmm. as a friend, where we're all in this blood pool together. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. Okay, but third party privity. It says I'm I'm in the last line here. Accordingly, she was awarded damages in the tort. Of negligence for having suffered gastroenteritis and nervous shock. Um, there are people in prison right now because of the birthday. Mm-hmm. There are people that have died in the electric chair or been injected. There are people that have been found guilty because of the birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whoever is liable for the creation of that character is the liable party to everything, any harm that comes to any of us through the duty of care. Yeah. I personally don't want anything to do with it. I prefer to not be a party to any of this. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the pacifist position and I'll always state all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath in spite of your paper world. Mm-hmm. Paper. Papal. Um. By the way, a lot of people, and again, it sounds like I'm going off on tangents. I am not. There's a lot of people that talk about these papal bulls being on um, human skin, being written on human Mm -hmm. skin. Well, let me ask you something. If the um, pellucid membrane is the skin of the zygote, got it? Mm Mm-hmm. And the skin of the zygote is evidenced by a piece of paper known as birth certificate. Mm -hmm. So it represents the skin of the zygote. Mm -hmm. Does the birth certificate, is that not basically representing the skin of the infant? So if he writes a papal bull, a birth certificate, um, on that paper, Mm -hmm. that would be the same thing as on the skin of the infant. Absolutely. You see... Too many people are, are going to jump all over um, what looks like a horrifying situation when um, the vellum, the paper itself, represents the skin of the infant. Well, it's the same distraction that we were talking about, um, um, the case where they gave everybody back their wholeness, and every, but it, because it was a man who was supposedly a pedophile, everybody went, no! Oh, you have to get rid of that. You have to get rid of that. That's a bad case. You're talking about McGirt? Yeah, McGirt. Two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Well, a month ago, whenever it was. Yeah, McGirt. Because of the distraction, the same thing with babies, uh, it written on baby skin. It's a distraction to investigate any for- further because you go, ah, horrible, horrible. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. 
Yeah, you lose sight. Yes. Of of the root problem because you're 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 too worried about the skin of the infant when you realize that that isn't really the truth. Mm-hmm. Just like when they say that you know Jews are sacrificing babies. Uh, no, they're not. What I mean by that is that when they sacrifice the born alive child, which is the afterbirth, mm-hmm. that is the child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But by sacrificing the uh, the the afterbirth, indirectly, um, the living baby uh, is civilly dead. Mm-hmm. In other words, the living baby has no connection. He becomes the indigenous person. He becomes the, the stateless person. Um, he, the, when you throw the baby out with the baptismal waters, when you sacrifice your presence... That is a sacri- form of sacrifice. Yes. But they're only using the placenta as the, the decedent, the baby that, that dies. They don't kill the baby. They don't sacrifice the living baby. They sacrifice the lamb of the living baby. Well, if they sacrifice the living baby, they would have no labor for their cap- for capital. Well, they, what I'm getting at is the lamb is the amnion. Yes. They sacrifice the lamb, the amnion of the baby, but it is called a child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on paper. Yes. So there is a child sacrifice, but it isn't the baby outside the womb. It's the afterbirth that is sacrificed. Yes. But indirectly, the baby loses everything through that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Including yeah. his own name. Yes. Um, yes. I'm going to keep going because there's some stuff on the back of this. It says, look at this. Next, it says, prior to 1861, there existed decisions in English law allowing provisions of a contract to be enforced by persons not party to it, huh. usually relatives of a promisee. Relatives. Wow, which I would be. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you're the direct link. You're the you're the first in line from that biology because yes. you and that biology are one and the same. Yeah. But look what it says. Prior to eighteen sixty one, eighteen sixty one was the beginning of the Civil War. Yep. Yep. Wow. It says uh, usually relatives of a promisee and decisions disallowing third party rights. But the doctrine of privity emerged alongside the doctrine of consideration. Wow. The rules of which state that consideration must move from the promise, that is to say, that if nothing is given for the promise of something to be given in return, that promise is not legally binding unless promised as a deed. Fucking A. There it is. There's your birth certificate. Wow. So so the biology that's that, that gives rise to the birth certificate deed evidences that consideration. Now you're in. Now you're the third party. Yeah. Or they can pull you in as a third party. It says in, in 1833, or 1833 saw the case of Price versus Easton, where a contract was made for work to be done in exchange for payment to a third party. Look at that. So I do the work. And a third party gets paid. Mm-hmm. Not me. Not you. Does that sound like the birth certificate person in the IRS? Absolutely. I, I like when I hear people say, you still working for the man? <laughs> nope. 
I am the man. That's right. I work for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not self-employed. I work for myself. Mm-hmm. Self-employed has two positions, the employer and the employee. Mm-hmm. That sounds like two persons, two people. Mm-hmm. I'm not both the employer and the employee. I work for myself. There is no self-employed living man. No. It's not even a possibility. Mm-mm. You can't self-employ. Hey, Kurt, you want to do some work for me? Yeah, Kurt, I do. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, It says, when a third party attempted to sue for payment, he was held not to be not to be not privy to the contract. And so his claim failed. Think about that. Social security number. Mm -hmm. Who's the contract? You're talking about labor versus capital or capital versus labor. Heads, tails. Yeah. North, south. My guess is that Rome is running labor and the United States is the capital. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, this was fully linked to the doctrine of consideration and established as such with the more famous case of Tweddle versus Atkinson. In in this case, the plaintiff was unable to sue the executor of his father-in-law. Let me say that again. In this case, the plaintiff was unable to sue the executor of his father-in-law who had promised to the plaintiff's father to make payment to the plaintiff because he had not provided any consideration to the contract. Look at how weird this is. Hmm. Father-in-law. Mm-hmm. That would be my wife's father. Mm-hmm. And the executor so, so, of that. Right, but the way they did this is they're they're talking about a father and a father-in-law having an agreement. Mm-hmm. But the plaintiff is neither the father nor the father-in-law. Let's just say it's the son. Mm-hmm. So look what it says here. The, in this case, the son, I'm going to put that in there instead of plaintiff. In this case, the son was unable to sue the executor of his father-in-law, who had promised to the son's father to make payment to the son. See what I'm getting at? Uh-huh. So the two fathers, the father-in-law and the father had an agreement. But the son never provided consideration, so he couldn't get paid. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening to us. Yep. By this, by, by being this this outsider mm-hmm. to the agreement, we have no rights. Yep. And the best it ever gets is to, as a beneficiary, but that beneficiary is the placenta, the yeah. third party. Yeah. Where are we at in this equation? We're we're out here doing all the work, but when I use Curtis Richard Kallenbach with the Social Security number, this to go get a job. I do all the labor, but this third party gets all the credit. Yep. The, the, the birth certificated, uh, social security, third party placental character gets all the credit. Yep. I do all the work. The third party gets all the credit. Yep. Guess when Tweedle versus Atkinson was 1861. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. There it is. Civil War. Mm-hmm. The Civil War, the Civil War is, right. is, is ultimately the cut. Yep, it's right there. Um, Reinforcing the doctrine of privity. Now, go back to 
page one, um, I'm going to go back. It says the doctrine of privity of contract is a common law principle which provides that a contract cannot confer rights or impose obligations upon any person who is not a party to the contract. Mm -hmm. If the placenta, the feto maternal placenta is the third party. Mm hmm. And that fetal maternal placenta gives rise to the birth certificated name. So now the birth certificated name or character is the third party. Mm -hmm. is, am I the placenta? No. No. The placenta is a fetal maternal organ. It has my mom's DNA. Mm -hmm. So I cannot ever be a party to that. But my biology is in the mix. Mm -hmm. And if I claim the birthday, it looks like I'm volunteering. Yes. Now it looks like a voluntary act. Mm -hmm. If I claim the birthday, it becomes a voluntary act, doesn't it? Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? They get us into the mix. They get us to be the third party by claiming the birthday. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the legal name. Mm -mm. The birth certificated character is the legal name, but the, and the legal name is the civil rights character. Mm -hmm. It is the commercial character. But it is also a fetal maternal organ. Yeah. It is not my biology. Right. Yeah. And if and if you are whole, then the birth certificated character can't exist in and of itself. It cannot exist. There can only be one. Mm -hmm. If I'm still using that biology, then then the third party cannot exist. Yeah. So now the United States and America has no bond. Mm -hmm. If the United States and America has no bond, then the United States is ultimately um, at war with 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 Rome, mm -hmm. the Catholic Church. Yeah. That's really where we're at right now. Rome and and the United States don't have a bond anymore. Yeah, and they're trying to get us to become the bond between them again. Now, I when I say the, the United States, um, I don't really know which United States is the problem. Yeah. Because I don't know how many exist. Right. right. And, and it, it, it's not even, it's none of my business. Mm -hmm. See, that's what people don't realize is that what's going on between the United States and Rome is none of my business. Mm-hmm. What's going on between the United States and any other place in the world is none of my business. The United States is not my business. Mm -mm. The United States that's involved in all these um, are is not, I don't even know what it is. I don't know what the United States is. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my head, if I go to the word um, declaration, mm -hmm. uh, there's an implication that the United States is a country. Yes. It says it. Mm -hmm. It actually says, you know, um, you know, products listed uh, that brought into the United States. They, they do imply that the United States is actually a country. Mm -hmm. But I don't know when I say United States, I I mean country. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, you know, when it's written out there what these people are doing. Right. Yeah. You know, the, whoever's authoring that those, right. those issues. Um, the same holds true with America. Mm -hmm. The United States of America, to me, and America and the United States are all, you can use them all as one 
one thing. When I say America, I'm basically saying the United States of America. Or when I say United States, I'm I'm saying United. I'm thinking United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't know. By the way, none of it's my business. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter whether it's America or the United States. It's not my business. Mm-hmm. As a, as a private man, a whole private man, uh, none of that is my business. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a party to any of it. Um, I think that's where the problem lies now is that when one awakens and and has this knowledge, then the implication of the one awakened with this knowledge uh, can start to bring the weight of the criminal activity down upon the criminals because it's made known. Once one wakes up to the crime, mm-hmm then the crime becomes obvious yeah. to all, mm-hmm. even if they can't see it. Mm-hmm. If one states the crime and the crime is the cut and the taking of the placenta and creating this third party, that's all criminal. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're using the third party as the surety ship to the banking system, that's criminal. Yes. The take, the cutting and taking alone is an act of violence, and the product of that act is ex injuria just non orator. Yes. They can't take or create something from an act of violence and say, this is the rule. This is the measure we're using to to stake our claim or to hold you accountable. Yes. That measure, that rule is a product of an act of violence. Yes. Can't be used. Make sense? Yep. Okay, so there's one more thing here. Um, back to page one where it states... Contracts, Rights of Third Parties Act of, 18, of 1999. I'm going to go to that. Okay. Um, let me see if I have any highlighted stuff. Yes. It says the Contracts, Rights of, Rights of Third Parties Act 1999 is an act of Parliament of the United Kingdom. I should probably say that the reason um, England is involved in, in, this, in this stuff is because... Even in the 18, 1783, the, the, uh, the Treaty of Peace, mm-hmm. the Paris Peace Treaty, 1783, right. um, the king never gave up a lodium, never gave up a lodial rights. No, he didn't. To, to the land. Mm-mm. So everything that falls upon the land is still subject to the king. Mm-hmm. See, that's what people don't get. So if a piece of me falls to the ground and becomes part of that elodium, then the king, England, still has a claim upon that material, Mm -hmm. that ground, Mm -hmm. that ground. On what grounds? On that ground. Mm -hmm. So England's able to undermine us Mm -hmm. through their bar association Mm -hmm. by us claiming a birthday. Yep. So when we claim a birthday... Ultimately, we become denizens hmm. of England. Yeah, wow. Denizens. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to go to denizen real quick in blacks because most people have never heard that word before. Denizen. It's kind of a fun, funny word. Denizen. I think it's in here. There it is. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, Denizen is on page 391, Black Law, 5th edition. Yeah. Um, denization. Yeah. The act of making one a denizen, the conferring of the privileges of citizenship upon an alien born. Mm. Wow. Denizen. To denizize, to make a man a denizen or citizen. Denizen. In English law, a person who, being an alien born, has obtained ex donatio regis letters patent. Wow. To make him an English subject. There it is right there. Yep. The placenta, the tertium quid placenta, through 35 USC 101, letters patent. Yep. That birth certificated name, our letters patent, yep. and that per birth certificated person is a denizen of England. Yep. So the English bar gets to act upon English property. Mm -hmm. And so it what, on to say, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. It says uh, making him an English subject, um, a high and a high and incommunicable branch of the royal prerogative. A denizen is a kind of middle state <laughs> between alive be, between an alien and a natural born subject. Look at that. And partakes of the status of both of those. The term is used to signify a person who being an alien by birth, has obtained letters patent making him an English subject. The king may denizize but not naturalize a man, the latter requiring the consent of parliament as under the Naturalization Act of 1870. Wow, a lot of stuff going on around 1870. Wow. A denizen holds a position midway between an alien and a natural-born or naturalized subject, being able to take lands, look at this, being able to take lands by purchase or device, which an alien could not until 1870 do. Wow. wow. But So look at, that's how they recaptured everything. Wow, yeah. So everybody believes in his birthday, and, and the English recapture all of America. All of America. So now they not only have the elodial title, they also have everything else. That was they have labor, all the yeah, labor. Wow. Um, it says, but not able to take lands by descent. In other words, descent would be from within the family. Yeah. But they're able to do it by these letters patent. Well, um, and so wouldn't that make it, um, and then, okay, does that make sense why the, you know, you can, you hear say that the Social Security goes back to the Queen of England. This would make it be why they could do that. Wow. Anything wearing that character. Yeah, anything. A any When you're wearing the birth certificated person, everything goes back to the owner of that patent, the letter's patent. Yeah. Well, which would probably be England. So. Or the Bank of England. Yeah, so isn't this the answer to what we asked earlier? Well, I think it might be. <laughs> who, owns the who owns the patent to the birth certificate? So, and it's a den I know it's a denizenship. Yeah. I mean, so look, yeah. yeah, again, page 391, Black's Law, 5th edition. The denizen becomes a British subject from the date of the letters 
while a naturalized person is placed in a position equivalent to that of a natural-born subject. Naturalization of aliens is now governed by British Nationality Act. In American law, a dweller. Wow. A stranger admitted to certain rights in a foreign country or as one who lives habitually in a country but is not a native-born citizen. One holding a middle state. Wow, the middle state. Again. There's your middle name. Mm -hmm. Curtis Richard Kallenbach is not the same thing as Curtis R. Period Kallenbach mm -hmm. because Curtis R. Period, the period is a full stop that separates or doesn't that doesn't allow for a middle state. Right. There's no middle state to Curtis R. Period Kallenbach, but there is a middle state to Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Mm -hmm. It's called Richard. Yeah. Wow. Um, a middle state between an alien and natural-born subject, one who has some relation to the enemy nation, which is not lost by the alien's presence within the United States. Wow. The alien's presence within the United States. There it is. Wow. Thus, one who lived and worked in America... In 1938, at time, this is an example, looks like, at time Germany obtained control of Austrian was, government no, and continued... Uh, one who lived and worked in Austria. You said America. Not one, one who lived and worked in Austria, sorry. In 1938, at the time Germany obtained control of Austrian government and continued to live there until leaving for the United States in 1939. At which time he was issued a German passport was a denizen of Germany with an enemy alien act. Wow. Now now it makes sense why the birth certificated person is an enemy mm -hmm. of the state. state. Wow. Wow. A denizen in the primary but obsolete sense of the word is a natural born subject of a country. So there it is. So that's how they... they this is... I mean, I've seen a lot of old Patriot stuff that says this is still a, Br a British colony, but it's a British colony mm -hmm. of denizens, wow. birth-certificated denizens. Wow. And that, and also, that's, I mean, that makes sense because reparations and payment back to uh, England for the whatever war, but again, the revolutionary war, revolutionary, mm -hmm. to, to revolve, to go around. That's the birthday. Yeah. We keep going back to the birthday, and that's the revolutionary war. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Well, that's, that's why these conversations are so amazing because I never know what's going to come out of them. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind of important. Yeah. All right. Cool. That might be a good place to stop. But I mean, this is all, this all came out of privity. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm going to go back to this because the. 35 U.S.C. 101, inventions patentable. Mm -hmm. The composition of matter is the fetal-maternal placenta. Yes. When we leave it behind, the Revolutionary War kicks in because they give it a annual birthday. The annual nature of the birth certificate is revolutionary. Yes. 
to go back around, to circle back around to September 19th, 1960, every 365 days is, is a re- revolution. Yes. I think that I'm going to post the Beatles song, Revolution, today. (laughs) (laughs) They say you want a revolution. And that's exactly what a birthday is. It is. It's the Revolutionary War. And it's based upon the cut. Mm -hmm. The war is the cut. The revolution is the 365-day return. Wow. Wow. Denizen. I just tried to dra- translate donation, ex don- donation regis. Yeah. And I came to this Secretary of State, and it translates the donation number for a party. If you it leave, does? Well, you leave out regis, and it, it's... Yeah, it's totally Okay, weird. okay, let me do it. So tell me what you just did. So I you put, went to... I put EX, D-O... Okay, so you're talking about out of the definition of denizen. Yeah, I was looking okay, at... Okay, tell me what you typed in. EX, Hang on, hang on, let me get back to the computer. EX... EX, D-O-N-A-T-I-O-N-E, and then R-E-G-I-S. And I put translate in. And then... It left out Regis, and I came up with the secretary, HTTPS, WWW, Secretary Government Archives, EX-10.14 uh, SEC Government, Gov. I haven't looked at it yet. but Oh, donation agreement. Yeah. Party A, donor, Shanghai, Four Seasons Education and Training Company. Party B, donee, Shanghai East, China Normal University. Okay. Well, so, that's the Shanghai, huh? Interesting. Back to the Shanghai company. That always back to China. I know. Well, the Shanghai um, Corporation, huh? Interesting. Well, let me let me do this just for fun. We'll just uh, we'll, we'll end on this weird thing. China. Mm-hmm. You just brought it up. Mm-hmm. Let me let me show you how weird it is when you understand how definitions work. Mm-hmm. When you understand that you, in order to find out the real meaning of something, you have to chase a few definitions mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the definition of um, celestial. Okay. Like so, like a, like celestial body. Mm-hmm. A, 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 a heavenly body, celestial body, right? Mm-hmm. A celestial body, heavenly body, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just type in celestial. Okay. Um, C-E-S-E-S-T-I-A-L, celestial. C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L. Click. Now look what it says here. Celestial. This is this is the educational part of this, this call. Mm-hmm. How to learn what things really mean. Celestial, adjective, of, relating to, or suggesting heaven or or divinity. Mm -hmm. Celestial. Two, of or relating to the sky or visible heavens. Three, A, ethereal, otherworldly. B, Olympian, supreme. So again, celestial. By the way, the zygote is a celestial body. Mm -hmm. It is a celestial body. Absolutely. Um... 
Four, capitalized, Celestial Empire, old name for? China. China. Mm-hmm. Of or relating to China, China or the Chinese. Look what it says. So Celestial is the old name for China. Yes. Okay. Um, five says, eminently pleasing, delightful, heavenly. Celestial noun. One, a heavenly or mythical being. Again, the zygote is a celestial body. Yes. It is the planet from which we all come from. I'm, and then it says, number two, capitalized Chinese. See that? Mm-hmm. Click on Chinese. Okay. Now, this is coming from celestial, which is a celestial body and all that stuff. Chinese. Click on that. Do you get there? Yep. 1A. Now, that's what it said there, right? Mm-hmm. It said um, celestial capitalized Chinese sense of 1A. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to 1A. And it says a native or inhabitant of China. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to click on China. China. Well. What does it say? It says one says Porcelain. porcelain. But then, also, vitreous porcelain wares, porcelain, such as dishes, vases, ornaments for domestic use. Wow. All you have to do is go to vase, go to etymology, and go to vase. Receptacle container. Keep reading. Um, from Latin, vas, vasa container vessel. A vessel. Mm-hmm. So it's a vessel. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really funny is in the movie Trading Places, the when um, the scene where they bring uh, Valentine back to that apartment. The brownstone. Mm-hmm. And they dress him up in all those new clothes. And they say, this is your home. And then he starts juggling an ancient vase. Oh, wow. And he juggles it and it falls on the ground and breaks it. He breaks the vase. Wow. And they, they, they chuckle and they say, well, we had it insured for. So he's made us already... $30,000 by breaking the vase, the container, right, the vessel. Right. But I guess the point of trading places is when you know, they said, don't worry about it because all of this is already yours. Yeah. But somebody's insuring it. That's our life. Yeah. They put our lives on deposit and they insure it. Yes. And so they're the beneficiary, ultimately. Yes. You're yes. the third party. Yes. The third party's the placenta. The third party's the denizen. Yes. So ultimately, who's the beneficiary for everything that's going on here? England. England is. England becomes the beneficiary to everything happening through the birth certificated person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the China, the idea of China, celestial body, vase, all that stuff, leads you right to vessel. 
And is not your body the vessel of your spirit? Absolutely. It's the celestial body that holds the spirit. And as long as you're breathing, you are the Lord. Mm -hmm. But the moment you... Accept the birth certificate. Then you have abdicated your throne. You've... You've murdered yourself, really. You, yeah, you, well, the king is dead. Long live the king. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They ensure our lives through this denizen, and they become the beneficiary to it. Mm-hmm. We think it, the name, the, birth, the birthday person, is us, when in fact it's a third party. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yep. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. <laughs> And remember that the church, that, that the Church of England, remember the Puritans, remember um, the king and and his his uh, the problems with Rome, all that stuff. I know it's all nonsensical. I know all this paper shit makes no sense, and who really cares? But the people that put this program together, the people that put this world together. They're, they have all the cops, they have all the guns, they have all the badges. They're the ones that are making the claim, but they're making the claim through the third person. Mm-hmm. If we negate the third party, third person, by by knowing the truth of the matter, all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath, by removing our biology from that third party, third person, we're no longer... You're not worth their time. We're not liable That's right. for their for their character. Right. And all they have that character for is to make money off of you, so you're not worth their time. Yeah. You remove the incentive because that character, ultimately that biology belongs to you and you alone. Mm-hmm. And so it is. Everybody that thinks the United States or America or whatever is the bad guy, understand this. The bad guy is whoever is claiming the birthday. Yeah. That's the bad guy. Whoever has the and, patent on that. <laughs> well, no, no, not no, necessarily. I mean, yeah. remember, the enemy of the state is is the one claiming the birthday. Yes, 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 you're right. So it doesn't matter. I mean, if you claim that birthday, you have abdicated your throne. Yes. You are no longer self-governing. You have become a denizen. Yes. To England. Yes. And you're an enemy of the United States at that point. Yes. Got it? Yep. Wow. Didn't know it was going to end like this. Nope. Never know. Yeah, never know. <laughs> All right, lady. Love you. Right. Send you it too. to me. I'll post mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Let's see. X. D. O. X. Oh, there it is. Finally. Found it. Well, that wasn't helpful. Oh, I have to register it. Well, shit. Oh.